Hello, hey and falter to the final day of Lord Diversity Week here on Monsters of Rock, the Lordy Story. I'm your host, Matthew Kessie, and boy, howdy do we have a show for you today. Insane for me, really, to think that almost two years ago, this whole podcast concept started, and it was truly a shot in the dark. It, I didn't really think it would be possible to start with, but damn it, it did happen, and that's down to really three things. Um, my utter determination to make it happen, which is a very small, small thing, and way more importantly, are you guys, the listeners, those supporting, enjoying, and loving this show, and your encouragement and joy of the concept, and pretty much being so supportive on social media and sharing the whole podcast with your friends, family, fellow fans. It has really pushed this concept and this whole podcast forward and I just want to tell you, I really, really appreciate it all. And I guess probably more obviously to you all is the band themselves, including the past members and also those closely involved with the band. And they've been just phenomenal to work with and it's been an utter joy to talk to them, to get to know them and to have them be on board with this idea since day one and I can't explain how much that really the support that eagerness involvement has meant to me who is a Lordy fan from Ireland who got into the band when I was what 14 years old so nearly 20 years ago and that doesn't I can't really explain you know it's been I'm, I'm sure as fellow fans those of you listening to this you will probably understand that yourselves and um, so it's been it's been a dream come true to be able to present this whole idea to you all. And, well, enough of that soppy shit, anyway. And onto the stuff you're here for. So, uh, so back in October, I finally got my hands on the full Lord Diversity set. And I blasted through all seven albums in one day. Literally playing one album directly after another. And that same day, at around 7pm, I think it was, Irish time... Mr. Lordy talked with me about it all and the interview you're going to hear, uh, you're going to listen to, probably you're going to listen to it and probably go, well, this is probably the longest conversation I've ever heard with Mr. Lordy. And that's because it is, I think, is, I could be proven wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is the longest interview you'll find anywhere with Mr. Lordy. And it is the most in-depth analysis and breakdown of Lord Diversity that you'll see anywhere as well as we talk for three hours about it we go into it album by album and you'll hear a lot of new stuff here so I think for true diehard fans this is going to be something you are thoroughly going to enjoy so we'll cut to the chase so here is the Leviathan himself Mr. Lordy So, like, how would you kind of say your experience of the screen stream would have been? Um, it was okay. Mm. It was, uh, it was fun. It was, uh, I think we did a, an excellent fucking stream, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I gotta say that I haven't been, you know, seeing that many other streams, to be honest, but yeah. I think... From what I know and what I've seen, I think that you know we had actually some kind of content that the others 
interesting. Haven't, yes. You know, yeah. with the set list, with the setting, and plus with all that, all that uh, uh, extra footage and inserts mm. that we had, mm. extra content, if you will, and uh, and we did put a lot of time and effort and work for months and months and months to, for that, you know, and uh, I think it turned out great, but I gotta tell you that sadly, that that'll probably be the last fucking stream we'll, we will do, because the, the, the amount of time, effort, and yeah, money too, mm. that we put into that, uh, did not come back, you know, no. so, 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 the, because the sad reality is, and this is, you know, people have to remember, you know, understand what I'm saying, that, that the people who watched it, I mean, it was for them, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and I'm, I'm more than grateful for people who actually bought the ticket and, you know, watched it, but uh, the problem is that, that this whole streaming thing, or actually anything that happens online and on the internet, people do not want to pay for that. No. And that is, that is an impossible, impossible um, uh, situation to try to do something like that and not 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 get your you know uh, money back from that so it's yeah. it's like unfortunate because i don't want to do and do just a stream that is just a stream i want to do something extra. special yeah. with, with yeah with a little bit of extra you yeah. know effort there yeah. but the extra effort costs mm. and so and then when there's like the most common or most asked question around the stream was that hey where can i watch it for free hey could please somebody put it on youtube oh my god is this do i have to pay for something you know do i have to pay for this <laughs> and that was like oh my god and then you know after talking to a lot of colleagues um this past year or especially around that time the same thing happened with everybody you know it's like that, that you put on your time and money for a stream, and then people are not interested anymore when they hear that they have to pay for it. Yeah. Fucking 10 euros or 10 pounds or dollars exactly. or whatever, you know, yeah. it's really fucking cheap. And then it's just like, okay, then we're not gonna be doing that. Then if you don't wanna pay for it, it's, that's it, you know. Yeah. That is it. Which is sad because I think I think it was a it was a great great little concept that we did. But yeah. Yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Mm. But then again, you know, to putting everything everything uh, uh, in perspective, I think we did pretty well in the end when when mm, on New Year's there was the kiss. Uh, kiss 2020 goodbye from Dubai and then seeing that how many people and now after you know uh, kind of like it being confirmed that how many people saw that and then yeah. understanding that okay so it's it's that's what it is yeah that's what it is it, 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 people just don't want to fucking pay a single fucking cent for a stream or anything like that that is yeah. if it's on the internet you are not willing to pay for it yeah. i think people kind of see it as free advertising almost that they want you to advertise yeah. yourself rather than us actually like paying yeah. into a performance yeah so yeah. Yeah. this is another case of the few fucking fucking it up for the many. So yeah, 
pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah, but like yeah. obviously around that time, then you were—I think it was maybe the third interview that we had done together um, for this whole Monsters of Rock. Um, you had started kind of working on the first album for Universally, so. What kind of like that's a long time ago now. We're nearly what eighteen, maybe twenty months away from that. And uh, so, what kind of kindled you to make Lord of Mercy? What was the what was the kindling behind the concept? What sparked it for you? Well, well, you might remember because we were we were talking, yes. <laughs> talking at the time, so <laughs> yeah. you remember that. But but it was. Well, it was it was literally within a week when I had the idea because I was just thinking, you know, well, you know, if if if, if everybody now remembers what happened in 2020, was it March? I think. I yeah. Think so yeah. yeah. So yeah, in in the around March 15th, 16th, uh, the tour for the collection got you know cut off all of a sudden, and I found myself at home when I was supposed to be in Stuttgart on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, okay, we have to start making a new record. That is, that's a fucking fact. Even though there were a lot of people, you know, around the industry and around the band and management, the booking agency and, you know, the venues and whoever, you know, everybody was thinking, no, 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 this whole thing will blow off, you know, uh, before the summer festival. And I said, no, it won't. It, it will not. It will not. This will take at least a year, maybe two years or something. And and <clears throat> because I'm a fucking prophet <laughs> and an oracle, so I can you know tell the future. Because I and it, it, it wasn't that difficult to see that it's not about the virus, it's not about the disease, it's not about that. It's about people being motherfucking stupid. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. So so when people are told not to do this and please. You know, do this and don't do that. People will not do. People, people will not behave. So, I, I knew already that we will have a lot of time, at least a year. I mean, at least. And goddamn, how right I was, you know. So, I was thinking that okay, even though the whole collection album wasn't even like two months old or something at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we gotta do a new album. I, I did not feel at all making a standard, normal, glory album at all. My head was so deep in the whole collection world uh, with different styles and genres there. Um, I was thinking about uh, maybe, you know, it would make sense now since it's this Corona times and all. Uh, we might do a part two, volume two to collection, but that's always lame. That's always very lame because then it doesn't matter how many how many good songs you write but if it has you know any kind of indicator that is a sequel to something people will go oh these are just the leftovers from the very first yeah, one you know yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do you know so mm. okay but the, but but at the same time i did not want to go back to working and writing you know the standard way and i was just thinking that what could top the idea of a fictional compilation album and then one night it just hit me and I literally I shit you not started laughing out loud <laughs> to myself with myself that 
We have to do the fictional bat catalog. That's what we have to do. But nobody would fucking expect that, and nobody has ever done that, you know. So, so we should do the ten album bat catalog. We should do the collection timeline. Release that in full. That's what we should be fucking doing. That's that's the thing we should do. And <clears throat> yeah, for a few days or maybe a day, I was like, uh, just like swallowing my own <laughs> own idea and it's like yeah and it just made me smile the whole day and and all, all the time and and whenever i had some i i, I had some other ideas too but mm. none of them made me smile none of them yes. but this craziness this whole 10 album fictional back catalog made me smile, made, made me smile every, every time so i was like yeah that's what it has to be oh, and then cool. i called mana because obviously I knew that okay we're not gonna be getting a budget like ten times the budget as you you know than usual. Yeah. So how could this be done? And I called Mana, and Mana was like being himself, like yeah, mm-hmm, okay, that's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm, let's see. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Well, maybe like this, maybe like that, and we came up with a little plan or formula how we could maybe you know be able to do it yeah. and then i called the rest of the band and everybody was like all righty then let's do it if, if 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 we get the budget from the label let's fucking do it yeah and and uh, <laughs> then the, then my favorite favorite moment of this whole story comes now i called jan our NR, I call him and I said, dude, now I have an idea. I was like, what? What now? <laughs> and I was like, we're going to do the full 10 albums. And I, I remember, maybe I even told you told you this, that yeah. that imagine that the, the, the 11th release is not one Lordy album, it's 10 albums. So it took 10 years for us to release 10 albums and then it takes one year to release next 10 <laughs> to double the back catalog. That would be like, 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 that would be like, yeah, eat shit, you know, doubters, you know, that's like, this is how you do it, you know, get in the ring, you know. <laughs> and um, I told him that and Jan was like, and, and he literally said it in Finnish that, can you hear my footsteps going further away from you? He said that, and I was like, no, 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 dude, wait, 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 let me explain. And I explained to him the plan that me and Mana made, and it took exactly one hour and 15 minutes for him to for steps to come back. Right. And he said, well, yeah, okay, now I see, yeah, yeah, okay. I see, yeah, it's, I think it's doable if, if everything goes well, but it's a, it's, a, it's a logistical nightmare, it's a financial nightmare, it's a, it's nightmare, it has nightmare written all over it, you know, it's, it's just like craziness, so, so he said, it's, I don't want to have anything to do with that, because I, I, I know that it will be so stressful and so crazy, but I will say yes, and only because I know that your manager and your label will tell you to fuck off. <laughs> so I'm safe. I'm safe to say that. Uh, yes, I'm safe to say yes. I'm on board. I'm with you guys because I know that this crazy fucking idea will never ever happen in a million million years. Okay. I said, well, we'll see about that. And uh, it still took maybe like. 
week or two or something defining the idea in my head a little bit and mm. then <laughs> then I called our manager Frank and uh, and uh, after I told him Frank said few seconds of silence you know it's the best idea you you have ever had I thought thank you sir that's what I <laughs> that's how I think it's the it's the greatest idea you've ever had yes and then that's where things started getting slow and this was like this was this was actually like maybe hmm, it wasn't March anymore it was maybe April or something at that at that point and um, he started negotiating with the label and that's when things slowed down because you know the label didn't say yes but they didn't say no either so they gave us like the yellow light or light green okay. you know yeah. because obviously uh, anything like this has never been done before mm. and and it's like like how do you market that how do you how do you do the re release schedule on this how do you finance this how do you uh, you know what what should be the budget how the hell are you gonna you know so so it took them like two three months to come up with the final yes but there was a, but there was an you know like like a condition here they said okay 10 is insanity but seven is okay and i've been repeating this like a mantra on the interviews now <laughs> it's like so 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 the so the number between okay and total insanity is either eight or nine i don't know which one is it <laughs> but it's somewhere there seven is okay ten is waiting yeah <laughs> so it's eight or nine is the is the number okay. yeah when things you know get crazy from no but, yeah. that, but that's basically what, and as soon as i uh, mm, got the you know final green light I started. Um, I started working because I, for me, uh, even though I'm super duper creative person all the time, but I need the motivation. I I, I, I am not doing anything for nothing. You know, yeah. I, I'm. You waste time. I need to have the. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't start, you know, working until I know that it, it's going to happen. I'm not just going to, you know, play by ear and just like, let's yeah. see, you know, let's swing it. Let's see if it's going to ever see the light of day. I'm, mm. I'm, I don't like that. No. I need to know that okay. there's a motivation yeah. to, to do that, you know. Okay. So, but actually, uh, it was the summer when I wrote all the all the albums. Nice. June, July, August. That's when I wrote all the albums, okay. wrote them one at a time, the music there. Yeah. Mm, one at a time, yeah, in chronological order, in timeline also. Yeah. And yeah, and I think it was like August when all the songs for all the albums were basically ready. Okay. And then we started recording the first one. That's basically what it was. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And when you were saying about your, your plan with Mana, um, what was that plan? What did, what did you come up with? One very important key to all this is that, um, well, people might or might not know the but how stubborn I am, you know, and how stuck I am, I am in my ways, and how I am like that old guy who always thinks that yesterday was better than tomorrow, you know. Mm. So all the lottery 
records up until Loriversity are basically the basic tracks and everything, you know, the, the, the basic work for them are done by me with my old 1992 Macintosh computer. And let me repeat, 1992. <laughs> so, um, most of the fans have you know, not even born then. Yeah. Uh, it, has, it has less memory than your fucking watch, you know? It has maybe nice. one megabyte of memory or oh something, God. the whole computer. Nice. Yeah, and... Uh, but it's, it is unbeatable when it comes down to doing the MIDI stuff. And I write pretty much everything because I, I write everything on MIDI, you know, in the beginning. Well, I don't write on MIDI, but I, I, I do the demos... Um, I've always done it like that. I, I do everything. You know, there's the, yeah, there's yeah. the MIDI drums and the keyboards, and then I play the guitars and bass, and then I sing it and yeah. with demo lyrics, and then I do backing vocals. So, so my demos are not that far from the final versions you hear mm. on the albums. You know, it's not, not like they are, of course, we recorded and replayed with, with, the, with the band. Yeah. And the lyrics are different, but but the arrangements are 99 percent there. Right. Okay. And so you know, um, so I had to I had to let that go. And over the years, so many engineers and so many producers have told me that, oh, what the fuck are you still struggling there with your old, you know, <clears throat> you know, stone-aged computer? I was like, but I love it because I love. I know how to use it. I, I do not even want to learn how to use it, some newer fucking shit, you know. I yeah. I don't want Pro Tools. I don't want this. I don't want, you know, uh, Cubase. I don't want, I, you know. Yeah. And of course, over the years, I've been I've been working on Pro Tools and stuff in the studios. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how they they work basically, and I can work with them. But uh, you know, I'm I'm really reluctant to learn anything new. I don't want to learn anything new. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So this was the main point. So the first thing we got, we got the state of the art new computer with the newest version of Pro Tools with all the fucking gadgets and fucking thingies. So it would be matching the studios, the other studios of the day. So so we will skip completely the demo stage of an Lordi album because usually what takes time is that I do, you know, up to 60 songs mm. uh, of demos yeah. and then we choose the 10 for the album. Okay. So <laughs> that takes months already because I do the demos pretty well, you know, so... And then we just like re-record everything. So, so this was one of the main things that okay, that there is no demo stage. When I'm recording the demo, it is actually already work for the album. That's that's okay. that's you know that yeah. was one of the main points. So I was I was actually the engineering, I was actually the engineer myself. And as it as it was also decided very early on from the experiences uh, from collection that okay I should be the I should be the producer mm. and uh, Mana and Janne will be the ex executive producers there so <coughs> yeah it was pretty you know I had I had to call quite a few times I had to call Janne I had to call quite a few times Toivo the engineer at Hera Studios yeah. I had to call Tracy many many times yeah okay I don't know what this process is doing or what the fuck you know oh oh there's a little button I have to click or some whatever you know whatever so but 
I learned mm. pretty quickly, and uh, that was that was basically the main thing. So so nice. whatever nice. I was doing at home uh, is still there on the, the album. Version, then. Yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. So uh, only ex excluding the drums, um, the bass, mm. and the vocals. And the backing vocals. Actually, there are there are on, on some of the albums there are a few lines that we kept from my demo vocals. Actually, that I sang at home. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. But you cannot even hear it. I think there's a line in. Uh, let's see. It's actually on Master Beast. And there's the song. What the hell is it called? Uh, fuck! I cannot remember it right now, but. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The day the death shall arise. Yo, yeah, yeah. That that part on one of the songs, you know. Oh, okay. So that was actually yeah. from the demo because I I could not I, I, I could not do it better in the studio right, at that time. So hey, right. you know. So okay. we just you know decided to use the demo vocal. So nice. yeah. So I I took a digital leap now hmm. in the summer of 2020 from 1992. I jumped to 2020. <laughs> you know. So what is it? 30 years or something? 30 years, yeah, close Almost. enough anyway. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So yeah. that was the main thing. So I, yeah. I, I, I came, came to this time and age. Nice. Okay. You know, so, so that made it possible. Nice. And I guess obviously that kind of makes things more because all of you had. Well, obviously your role has always been a major aspect, of Lordy, the most important aspect. All the other members, though, well, not members, but Tracy, Yane, and Manny, theirs, their roles became a little bit more emphasized this time around. And um, right. I know from speaking from Tracy as well, he was doing a lot more than he usually would have been doing. So, was it kind of oh, was it important for their roles to kind of be a little bit more important this time around in order to make oh, it work? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. 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 It was like. Um, well, it's a lot of work, but I mean, think about it. You, usually, when you do one album, it takes one year. Yeah. You know, yeah. from the starting, from the start of the writing until it's out, it's 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 one year, mm. pretty much. That's okay. what it takes. So, yeah. and now we did. <laughs> I wrote everything in three months, and uh, we recorded everything, including mixing and mastering, in nine months. We recorded seven albums, so approximately. One album uh, in a little bit more than a month, you know. So it's not it's it's not that little actually. It's, it, if you think about it, if you have like five or six weeks per per an album, mm. I mean there are masterpieces done in a, in a fucking on a, in a in a time of weekend, you know, in the seventies and eighties. So it's not that. You know, it's not that crazy no, actually no. when you think about it. You know, no. like but. Uh, but of course, the, 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 like 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 everybody had to be on board, pretty mm. much. That, and and we could not wait for anybody to take the time. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, there was absolutely no time for that. No. And um, with obviously you recording so many albums in this short amount of time, considerably. Um, have I think it was was it Yane? Was it was that Yane or Tracy said to me that you are. Looking to see if you could make a world record out of this, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah well, it was not. <coughs> yeah, because remember, I wanted to do ten albums. Yes, yes. yes. Mm, and the 
Bulls at seven. Mm-hmm. Well, then we started. I mean, I mean, I mean, the whole project was already, you know, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we when we started, you know, thinking about it. Actually, by the way, hey, it has to be a world record mm-hmm. because I mean, we started checking out. Uh, you know, artists who have put up, you know, put out more than you know two albums at a time or something so so there was frank zappa in the i think 81 put out was it three albums okay and then there was uh then there's uh green day i think in the 90s or something put up put out three albums mm-hmm. of course yeah. everybody knows the guns and roses albums uh, yeah. from the early 90s or is it late 80s whatever uh and then basically there's kiss uh, with the solo albums, but those are not band efforts, yeah, you know, yeah. four albums at the same time. But after that, yeah, there's some Chris Rea, uh box set or something that he did some blues things, you know, with 10 albums or 11 or something. But it's like a, uh, it was really hard to find any like real information about that. But, mm. but, uh, I, I, I really don't know, but but we were trying to see and find out that if this if this in, 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 you know truly is a world record, and and we find out that yes, it is a world record. No other rock or metal band or pop band or heavy rock band or whatever you want to call it, you know, this has never been you know done before. Mm. Uh, to put up put out seven new studio albums at the same time simultaneously you know that that's that's never been done before but then this was actually the spring of 2021 when uh i was talking with our manager frank and and he said yeah yeah yeah, it's uh uh he contacted guinness work records office or whatever board or council or something Mm. and they confirmed yes it is a world record yes it is and uh we're like all right rock on (laughs) and then at that time uh we still were not i mean you know everybody was really um unsure about the whole corona situation how it's going to develop and we didn't know uh uh everybody was hoping that okay by the end of the year by by halloween which was the original release date for this you know we will definitely probably you know everything will be okay already and we will be touring and whatever you know so uh there was a we planned a a release party release show Hmm. actually a a series of of release shows like on 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 uh, multiple days that we would play first we would play the first two albums then the next two and whatever or something and you know okay. <laughs> like days in a row and the plan was good and guinness world record officials were supposed to come there and give us the award and you know give their blessing so to speak yeah. to the whole thing and you know make it official and you know and then a few weeks go by, and then Frank tells me that uh, he got an email from Guinness telling that uh, they sent an invoice. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Right. And, nice. okay. and uh, mm-hmm. 
it was something crazy, like thirty thousand pounds or something like that. And you would need to have to, and 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 just you know, so 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 that like destroyed my belief in the whole Guinness World yeah. Record system yeah. because it doesn't mean that if it's a Guinness World Record, it doesn't mean that you are necessarily the only record holder. I mean, you are. Yeah probably a record world record holder but you are if you're a guinness world record holder it means mm. that you can afford it yes that's a thing you have to pay and that's how they make their business so okay i never knew that so it's like, Jesus, I, mean, okay. yeah, I mean i didn't nobody in a you know nobody and this explains why uh, if you if you go and try to Google and try to search like Guinness World Records, anything you know that has to do with music, the whole thing kind of stops after 2007 or something. Nice. I mean, there's no new world record. I mean, Guinness World Records in in music industry. Yeah. Because clearly at that time they changed the system and yeah. they started yeah. you know you know asking for money mm. from the labels. You know, from the businesses, yeah, you know, if it has, yeah. yeah, so, 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 yeah, so, so it's like, okay, so it's like, like that amount of money is so, such a crazy amount of money that it's more than, you know, one album, yeah. uh, you know, average, average budget to record an album. So then just to have the right to say that it's a Guinness World Record, okay. it, it's not worth that. Yeah. It's not, it's not worth, yeah. not, not even, you know, uh, one hundredth of that. It, it's not, oh. it's not like. It's not worth that, okay. and I'm just like I, I guarantee you. I, I guarantee you that there's not a single person in, on planet Earth that would go out and buy an album because it's a world, you know, Guinness World Record. Exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't. Oh, you know, so, so, nobody would so. buy anything like that. So, so, but the funny thing is that they still um, reserve the right to put it in their book if they feel like it. Oh, what? Okay. So they include it if they so they have a they have a funny fucking loophole there because you know you can print in their book you know they can print in their book whatever they want you know okay. so they can you know if they feel like it feel like it they will put it in their book. Fuck's sake. Okay. Uh, but right. you know something that will but, sell the book mm, obviously they'll go well we'll include yeah. it if it's going to make us money. Yeah. yeah, and then also the funny thing is that that if we would have wanted to use that in marketing, hmm. the Guinness World Record, you know, the actual stamp and shit, that would cost you extra. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, we thought it's not worth it. So so yeah, the thing is that yes, it is a world record by yeah. a rock band, mm -hmm. but it's not a Guinness World Record, and. Uh, you know, we will see. Uh, depending on Guinness, will it ever be a Guinness World Record? Will they put it in their book? Then it is a Guinness World Record. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, um, kind of going on now onto the kind of album side of things. Like, I wanted to go through some of the uh, some of the things I've either heard on the record so far, or and kind of get your idea behind. The recording yep. process or any other stories you have from each one so obviously the first one that most people i guess i'd, I'd hope anyway people would listen to is chronologically um yes i hope of, so I, yeah. I i truly hope so that they would um so that was electric dinosaur and the first thing that kind of jumped out at me when i listened to it was there's a lot of paul stanley and gene simmons yeah 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 in, included in it and I was like I have to st take a step back and go is that fucking is that Gene Simmons is that Paul Stanley so, is, it, is it the guy who did the intro on collection no Isn't it's that? not okay it right it's not Jesus. um no this guy 
guys uh, from the band Classic 78. Nice. It's an awesome band I found like several years ago uh, from the state. Uh, mm. They are really good at hiding their identity because I mean it took us months to find them to get it, you know, get nice. up, get in nice. touch with them. Yeah. So uh, what they're doing. I mean, they're huge Kiss fans, obviously, mm. and, and uh, I urge everyone if they're a Kiss fan, you know, they should, you know, Google and find a classic '78, you know, because they are doing, um, they are doing ki new Kiss songs in 70, in 1978, basically, it's the sound and the style of writing arrangements, and especially the vocals. I mean, those guys are like spitting images of young Gene and Paul, you know, so, so it's like, what the hell? You know, I've spent many fucking funny moments playing, you know, their songs to some, you know, fellow Kiss fans. And hey, did you hear this? You know, this old, have you, have you heard this? And they're like, what, what? I've never heard this song. What the hell? How does it sound so good? But what the hell? What? What, what is this? And then, you know, you take your time and just like, <laughs> And then you tell them, well, it's not Kiss, it's it's classic '78. It's a, it's an, the ultimate tribute tribute to Kiss, you know, because it sounds exactly like Kiss would in '78, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So, I thought after the album was like, I I don't know, maybe like midway through or something, recording or something. I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even remember in what phase it was. Uh, and I told Jan that you know what. Or was it man? I don't remember. Uh, so you know what? Uh, the coolest thing to actually to 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 be the like the the icing on the cake would be that if we could get those classic '78 guys to sing the backing vocals on this album, so it would <laughs> have that little kiss extra, that extra you know gear there, that extra vibe there. Like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. And uh, because I was sure that if it would wouldn't have my voice, but it would have like let's say Jeans or Paul's voice or Alice Cooper or somebody from that day, it would sound exactly like that, you know, um, that time, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it took it took quite a long time to to actually reach them, and and one of those main guys who helped us, you know, uh, find them was Rick Sherwin, who was uh, who used to be our like tour manager, you know, for a long time, and okay. and nowadays works for Kiss, and and he actually <laughs> he had to dig deep, but he found the guys, and the guys were more than willing to do it, and I'm glad that they did because the the and I told them that, hey, guys, please do as much ad-libbing that you can. Just do a lot of yo ways and woo-hoo and stuff. So, you know, we'll just put them in place, you know. And, and they're like, sure. So the way the whole record starts is start with, with, with you know, um, the fake gene doing yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's immediate, like, like what? When you hear it for the first time, like, what, what, what? what? Yeah. That I didn't know that you know the guy from Rovaniemi can imitate Gene Simmons that well, <laughs> and he and he can't. But I can tell you that there were quite a few interviewers now in the past few weeks who thought it was me. Really? Okay. And I was like, yeah. no, no, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Really? But, but yeah, that was that was you know I think that was like the the last uh, mm, important little nugget. You know, cherry on cherry on the cake. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it really it is a it's a small detail, but it's it's you really appreciate it because even for somebody like me who's listened to every Kiss album and also every Lordy album, to hear that in a Lordy album and then kind of realize, yeah. hold on, is that that's what you want? Course, obviously, that's with, what you want with, to with, achieve. Well, I mean, of course, with with all due respect to the seventy eight, you know, classic yeah. seventy eight guys, mm. uh, of course, I would rather be than the real Paul and Gene. Of course, but of course yeah, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Uh, because for pussies, we didn't even dare to ask. <laughs> 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 that would have been too scary but anyway mm. but, but I mean but, but, the, but, but, the, but the sound that they have is so I mean because they have the young Gene and Paul yeah, song you know yeah. so and, 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 and my references for 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 Skeletric Dinosaur were, were the first three Kiss albums mm. with some Alice Cooper you know and ACDC in the mix you know so that was that yeah. was my that was my you know references for the whole whole album so okay. it, it should be the young hotter than hell kiss sound vocal yeah. sound you know the young guys there yeah. you know okay. and uh or young sounding guys let me put it that way yeah. um yeah and uh yeah and this this album was um this was actually done in in, in the so-called old traditional way of Lori recordings. So um, I did the demos at home, mm. but when we started recording, of course, before we before that we had to rehearse them, rehearse the songs, because that whole album is recorded live on tape with no digital shit whatsoever. Everything is recorded and mixed on tape, and 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 um, yeah. So so. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, but this was like, this was uh, the only exception to the rule of all these seven albums that we actually, I did the demos first and then we rehearsed the whole album and then we went on and, you know, went, went and recorded. Okay. And um, yeah, and it was also funny because this was the first time, I think ever, yeah, that me and Eamon were playing guitar together um, in the studio while, you know, while it's being recorded. Nice, okay. And uh, because I think, <clears throat> I think many of the Lordy fans don't really know that I, I, I write 99% of the Lordy riffs and guitar stuff. You know, I, I write, well, 99% of that. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and uh, it has always been like that. You know, of course, excluding the songs that I like somebody else has done, you know, obviously somebody else has written, you know, uh, of course, but, but, yeah. but basically the riffs are mine and, you know, and, uh, and uh, I remember Eamon, especially in the early years of Lottie, was always saying that, that, that remember that this band has, uh, uh, it has two guitar players, actually, two rhythm guitarists, <laughs> you know. Mm. And uh, the, uh, the, uh, the only difference is that the other guy isn't, isn't playing live, and you know, meaning me. And that is true. Yeah. That has pretty much yeah. been the case. Mm. And, and on most of the albums, I don't play, play any guitars, you know, it's Eamon all the way, yeah. you know. But, and... Um, but there are like on the Arocalypse, for example, the bringing back the balls, the fast riffs. There, uh, they're played by me. On Get Heavy, the beginning is played by me, and you know stuff like that every, yeah, every here yeah, and there. Yeah. You know, but but, it's, but, it, but this was the first time actually, I, and I, I don't even think that in in, in our demo days in in. Uh, in the 90s, there was never an occasion where, where the two of us would be playing together simultaneously while the, you know, while the tape is rolling, so yeah, to speak, yeah. you know? 
Okay. And actually, literally, the tape was rolling this time. Yeah. But, you know, while the, rec- <laughs> while the record record button was on, you know. Yeah. So, um, it was kind of cool. Okay, cool. To do it like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. And, and I guess uh, you found and, it. And, and it was also yeah. Sorry, I must. Say, it was so, such a you know fun thing to do when when you are when you have to limit your tracks and of course we did we already did two songs for, uh, for the collection in the same studio with the same same setup and same system and same so we knew what we're you know getting into yeah. but it was like yeah. but it's so much fun when you really have to <laughs> think that what is important for the song mm-hmm. what is important for this uh, yeah what is important for this song and and what what should be there or what can you leave out without you know so, so you have to like kind of like dig out the essence of the song, yeah. and uh, because there's no, there's there's absolutely no, there's just not enough tracks to put like any crazy idea. That hey, let's put this, let's 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 double that. No, there's no room. There's no no tracks left. You know, so yeah. okay. so you kind of have to, you know, just just be able to think about the bare bones. Yeah. Yeah. of what, what what makes it you know yeah but anyhow yeah. yeah no it's um you've kind of naturally come on to what i was going to kind of bring up with you anyway because we've uh, when i i think with my last interview that i did with uh Eamon, he was saying we were talking i think monstereophonic up to collection and in that interview fans will have heard by now anyway that uh you played the guitar on the demonarchy side of things and he didn't yeah and that was kind of from what me and you have been kind of talking about that it's kind of the start of um, some aspect kind of coming through um, with him and also with the band in that you obviously now have been you're on all of these albums playing guitar pretty much Um, on 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 Lodiversity yes 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 Um, and (laughs) it's you are listed as the rhythm guitarist now on the records and Eamon's listed yes. as lead guitarist. So what yes. was the kind of turning point for that? Um, well, uh, when I go back to Monsterophonic for a moment, it, it was like something that Ox uh, was really, really uh, angry about. That he, he he was thinking that oh my god that 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 how can you let Amen take the credit for it I mean it's like like this is not fair for you guy dude you know it's like not not like like he's not playing on that so how can you just be so calm about it and I said well it doesn't matter who play I'm I'm a Kiss fan you know so uh, I <laughs> uh, you know Kiss fans know that Gene Simmons doesn't play on this and that song, on that and that album. Uh, he doesn't play the bass on uh, I Still Love You, for example. Uh, Gene doesn't play on most of the Animalize album and, and so on. And, 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 and Ace and, I mean, Peter doesn't play on the Unmasked album or even Dynasty, like just a little bit here and there. Yeah. And, and Ace doesn't doesn't play on this and that, and you know, and for Kiss fan, it's not that big of a deal. Mm. It, it, what matters are the is the band. It, it doesn't matter who plays it on the album. It it it's it, it's irrelevant, you know. Mm. But uh, mm. so that was something that uh, we just kept it as a secret. 
and didn't really talk about it outside our own like friends and you know people who are in the need to know basis you yeah, know yeah. so because um actually to just just to not to make things weird between Amen and his fans or Amen fans and Amen and whatever and, and the band and not to just to you know not to make things weird you know because it does it, it's irrelevant who fucking plays the guitar there it, it, it is it, I mean I mean I, it, it absolutely is you know so so um, yeah but this time um, when you're talking about seven albums mm. and he plays the rhythm guitar on one and a half albums of this so everybody was urging me and i was i i i i was also thinking that okay maybe it's time to actually credit myself there as i should be you know so i am the rhythm guitar there and, and on every album you will see who will play what you know yeah. and um, so he still plays all the solos and uh, and everything but but yeah i play i play all the rhythm guitars on most of the albums it, it it's just the way it is and um well, if we go really deep into this whole thing, the, situ the, the, the thing is that that um, on a project like this, when you're doing seven albums and you have this kind of a formula, how you do it, uh, there's one guy who is a bit different um, kind of musician than the others, and that one is Eamon. I mean, his learning curve when it comes to music is completely different from pretty much different from anybody else I know you know he he is uh, and I say this all with all my you know all due respect and with all my heart but he is uh, a guy who um, has a really mathematic mind when it comes to music he he doesn't play by ear you know he needs to know what he's gonna play and he needs to have notes or some sort of uh, you know plan he's just not gonna start jamming on top of you know and, and he's not gonna start picking up what you're playing next to me he's not he's not gonna do that he's never been like that he's not that guy he's yeah he's he comes from the school of acdc and well i would say ace freely and um Keith Richards, if you will, and and those guys who are just like they are like Andy McCoy, you know, from Hannah Rocks. He yeah. comes from the rock and roll school of rock. You know, he comes from that that side, and 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 um, um, he's not a fast learner, and 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 usually it's not a problem. But when you do a when you do seven albums, you don't have time to wait for somebody to learn their, you know, parts. Because everybody else in the band is like that. If I send the demo, or, you know, this, this is how the song goes, uh, I, I might get one occasional phone call, like, hey, by the way, in that song, what is that... What is that note? I cannot really tell. Is that chord? What is it? And, I, and then they usually get it right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 E. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I I couldn't hear it. Was it F or E? Okay, yeah, it's E. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay, doot, 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 doot. and that's it. But you you know you 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 don't have to explain nothing to the to the rest of the guys. But and and once again, with all my heart, you know, I I have to say that Amen isn't like that. He 
he he's just not built that way he yeah. would really need to have the instructions how to play the riffs and where do they go and stuff like that mm. and and he also knows that 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 i mean he could pick them up from what he hears but then he would probably change them into something else and when you're doing something like this that it has to be precise to the era in style yeah. you really cannot really you cannot the, the the framework or the cage is pretty fucking tight you cannot really make the chords your own or the or the rhythm your own you really cannot because you have to play it in a really strict manner and way how it's supposed to go on each album so you cannot really put that much your own style into that into the playing you kind of have to be able to change the way you're playing and i give you a good example i think i think i think like everybody in the band but it's especially 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 mana he also analyzed everything um the way the drums were played in certain years and eras so so if you listen to his feels and the way he plays um the way he uses the kick drum and the snare and especially the fills, what he's doing on the fills, on the Skeletric Dinosaur. Then you compare that style, you compare that to the Superfly Trap, the disco album, it's completely different. Not to mention when you jump to the Humanimals or you jump to Abracadabra from that. And, you know, yeah. So he's playing like he would be a different fucking drummer. Yeah. The only thing that Mana has his mannerism, that is his, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I call it already, that, the, 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 that is almost his trademark. This one feel that he always does. He does the variations of the quite a lot but that's on every album and that's the mana trademark there the hopper you know but yeah. um because you know he likes to do that but then again yeah. i'm doing how yeah. on every yeah. single album so and i do yeah a lot on yeah. almost every song because that's my mannerism and yeah. so on and so on but basically but basically you know what, I, what i'm saying that that, that 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 like like same 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 with hella same with easy the guys were you know changing their style how they play i mean some of the albums uh for example are played um um he's played the bass on you know without using a pick once you know just by his you know with his fingers and some of the albums he's not you know he's, he's playing with a pick the whole time depending on the style of the of the album or the era you know yeah. so so these kind of things are quite crucial that you can change and and once again when now we go back to Eamon, um, he basically has one style. He, he is a rock and roll guitarist, that's what he is. And, and for him to, I mean, it's not the thing that he couldn't learn, but it's just that we couldn't, we didn't have the time to teach him. I didn't have the time to teach him and show him and, and make him understand how these things are being played and stuff like that. So, so it's, it's like nothing dramatic more than that. It's, it's just a, that's what it is and yeah. I, I and i and i and i hate i i hate if people think you know fans think oh my god what a fucking scam you know it's not it's not it's not it's just uh, <clears throat> it's just how that's how things go things yeah. Uh, yeah. that's how things sometimes go you yeah. know yeah uh, and and uh but I, 
on the other hand, then again, I mean, I mean, I couldn't play a, a guitar solo if my life depended on it. If I would have a fucking gun pointed in my, you know, head and uh, to play a guitar solo, I couldn't do it because I, I don't know how to. I, I just cannot make my fingers do that stuff. I cannot do that. Yeah. Nothing. Not even the simplest one. No. Okay. But I'm a decent rhythm guitar player. That's how, That's what I am. And my right hand is good. From all the wanking, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's 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 pretty you know strict and tight. But my left hand is you know my left left hand left hand fingers are quite slow. So okay. I'm not that uh, I'm not a guitar player. Okay. You know, I'm a solo solo guitar player. Though. Mm. But anyway, so yeah. yeah, that is, and I I I I, I, mm, I hope it won't be too big of a shock for diehard fans, for example, of Lodi. That that that's the case. But but that is. So is that going to be something going forward now that that will be you as the rhythm guitarist name and just doing solos? Oh, you mean like like from now on? Yeah. Uh, no, it depends because remember, remember, this is how it is. Uh, I'm not sure what you what you were asking. Were you referring like to the upcoming albums after the Lord University or what do you mean? Yeah, like after that, like um, so after Lord University. You mean on the. So whatever is in the future. No, I, I think I think we we just go back to the normal routine because because you know on on and let me be clear on this. Let me let me you know like underline this. Hmm. Damon does play all the guitars, you know on 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 pretty much. 90% of the Lordy albums like all the time yeah, he yeah. plays all the rhythm guitars there's not a single other guitar player playing there he plays everything all the everything you hear on guitars there are a few exceptions like the Monsieur Phonic uh, the B side of that and then there are like few songs a few or actually few few you know parts on you know few songs that I play the guitar but it is 99% it's aiming the whole time but these on the Lord University, it was just a, you know, it was just a, the, the time limit that we had, yeah, right. and, and, okay. and the system, how we did yeah. it, because we, uh, because the way he works, um, I might give you a little bit more insight, like the way Amen works is usually, on an average Lordy record, the way we do it, it's just okay, there were, I make the demos, then I sent out the demos, then we choose the songs, and then uh, people start practicing the songs, and then we get together for the rehearsal. And usually it's the thing that when we get for the first rehearsals, uh, before we go to the studio, uh, it's me who's playing the rhythm guitar, and Eamon is just there like, like uh, watching me play. It's just looking at me play, and I'm playing the guitars with the rest of the band, you know, and, and, and Eamon is just like observing. And then the next day, uh, me and Eamon will have a full day, and we go sit down and we go through all the riffs, and uh, he writes tablatures for himself and everything and then he goes home and he practices them and the rest of the band we're 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 rehearsing the songs before we go to the studio and usually you know the uh, mana will go first and play the play the drums and then he's and so on and so on and then by the time it's it's time for guitars and that's when Eamon comes in and he, uh, and he had enough time meaning like a few weeks to learn the songs and then he will you know play them and that's how it that's how it has pretty much always been with us there, there's an exception with uh, with the albums that we did with michael wagner because he would not accept that kind of stuff he wanted everybody to play the whole time so right okay uh, so amen had to learn a little bit faster than and, and you know so so but um 
so that is the usual way. So to answer your question, that will we go go uh, will we continue now with this? I don't think so. I think like like the the twelfth release, which is probably going to be just a standard normal on the album yeah. in a few years or whatever. Uh, I think we will go back to back to normal things, and Eamon will play all the guitars. You know, I, right. I'm 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 pretty sure of that. It's not okay. it's not going to be. Uh, it's it's not that I don't enjoy playing guitar I do because I write at least half of well actually probably more of the Lord of stuff is actually written on guitar you know yeah. but but while that being said it's it's it's, it's uh, and I, I enjoy playing guitar but but uh, it, it's just the thing that uh, I'm not the guitar player of this band yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. even even though even though what I said earlier that Eamon always said that you know this band has two guitar players. The only one, uh, the, the 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 other one is just just uh, is just not playing them live, you know live. Yeah. You know. He's still amazing. And and, yeah. and excluding Lord Diversity, not even on record, only yeah. a few few occasions. But yeah. that's that's how it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so kind of like moving on then onto the next album that people will hopefully mm-hmm. listen to is Superfly Trap, which is we've heard yeah. Believe Me off that and Zombimbo so mm-hmm. far and um, previously. Um, and that's obviously kind of the disco lordy kind of ABBA Bee Gees influence kind of and there's a highly intuitive use of organs on these songs as well and um, they're very melodic very catchy and um, mm-hmm. how did that album's process go because obviously this is probably kind of one of the albums which is kind of totally different to how we would have heard lordy before this <laughs> Okay. This is my uh, this is my question, or right. is it actually? Um, well, uh, I tell you something about the about the process how I wrote all these albums in different styles because a lot of people were asking while the process was going on, and especially now when people have heard the albums, yeah. like like how can you write in so many different styles and not make like like basically make flawless hmm. you know stuff that that you know. For me, it's simple. It's really simple. Well, well. First of all, I love all these all these styles in music. I, this is the stuff that Lordy stuff is made. These are the albums, or these are the musical styles that uh, that Lordy is made made of. You know. Yeah. Uh, but the way I way I did them is that um, uh, when when we started rec- when I started writing the songs for Skeletric Dinosaur, first I was only for two or three days I was only listening to the three first Kiss albums then some Alice Cooper some ACDC and that's fucking it a little bit of Black Sabbath too but that didn't make it to the cut you know that style um, so I, I and I refused to hear anything else you know if there was something on the radio I would change the channel or turn the radio off if, if there was something on TV like like I would I would you know turn off the volume or something so I wouldn't hear anything else so after you listen to that kind of style and only that kind of style of music for two days or something your mind starts working in that way you don't remember the other other styles anymore and that's when you pick up the guitar and you are like automatically in that mood and you start writing it like that so and then you write in that style and there you go Album done. Nice. Okay. Good. And then, then you move on to the next. 
next you have a few days of break then you start listening to disco and i remember in the summer of 2020 uh i was driving somewhere and i was like i i i i, I was listening to like a like a compilation of the of the disco era like 70 70 what was it like 77 till till 1980 and i was listening to that like i had a long drive somewhere i don't remember where, where where i was going but i was listening to that fucking compilation and and you know by the end of that um album or i, I mean it was like a, i don't know if it was like a like a longer compilation than an album or probably it was so so by, by the time i stopped listening i everything i hear in my head is like everything is i all, all i hear is disco <laughs> I hear just I, I only hear the beep boom beep boom beep bass and I and, and all of a sudden everything is like the default settings have changed in my head. I now I know how the guitar should go and everything. And then I start to write and that's what you get now. It's just like and I and you you do that every single time for every each and every album. There was only one album that I didn't have to do that that much, which is the last one, because you know that's where Lori comes from. The yeah. the, the spook is extravagance, yeah. so it's like, but but that's a that's a different story then. But mm, so if you, when I said that 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 is it really different from from the disco style from Lori? I don't think so. It's it's all about the arrangements, really. Okay. Because if you really think about it, Which Love a Monster Man is basically a disco song. That's what it is. Uh, because you can arrange that song to be a disco song with no fucking trouble at all. Yeah. You can you can basically do it. And I've been doing this metaphor now for many journalists because I think it's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with this. So imagine if um, this this might explain a lot about the, what law diversity is. Uh, and how how these different styles of Lordy now how wh I mean somebody might ask what the hell is what does this disco thing have to do with Lordy this is not metal this was actually I saw somebody somebody actually wrote in the commentary section on YouTube on believe me that what the fuck is this bullshit this is not metal is this supposed to be metal and I'm thinking to myself no you motherfucking idiot it is not supposed to be metal it is fucking disco you fucking fucking moron you know but anyway so it's like no nobody did did they, did they start, was there somewhere a text that would say that hey this is a new metal song by Lori. believe me there you go enjoy yeah, it's, yeah. It, no it's disco but, but anyway oh, i got carried away with that but anyway so <laughs> so um uh this is my metaphor so imagine there is a pizzeria, like a pizza place called Lori, Lori Pizza, Pizza Place, Lori Pizza. And it's only open like mm, once in two years mm, for a month or something, you know. And they always serve the same pizza. You know what you're going to get. It, it has jalapenos, it has pepperoni, it has cheese and tomatoes. That's what it has, basically. And three other ingredients as well. But that, that's what it has, basically. So you go there every two years if you're interested and you get the Lori Pizza. Oh, 
All right, okay, so now this time they have a little bit of, you know, less pepperoni than they had last time, but they have more jalapenos this time, okay. In two years you go back, you know what you're going to get. There's going to be the same cheese, tomato, pepperoni, and jalapenos there. And, oh, this time they put so much cheese on it, oh, fuck. Well, but there's hardly any tomatoes here, what the hell? Well, it's still lorry, it's, it's still lorry pizza, this is basically what it is. And now... This time you go to the Lodi Pizzeria and uh, you are not getting one pizza, you're getting seven different pizzas. And, and, but they're all separate. You don't get the, all the ingredients, you don't get them in one pizza. You get one cheese pizza, one tomato pizza, one jalapeno pizza, one pepperoni pizza, and that's it. And, and, and with, you know, so, so the ingredients don't mix. You know, and this is what it is. And, and in, in, in my mind, this is what it is. All these seven, and there would be a few more styles actually that were left out, yeah. uh, are, this is the stuff, these are the ingredients that, that Lori music is made out from. You need a little bit of disco, you need a little bit of uh, uh, AOR, you need a little bit of uh, progressive rock, just a hint of that, you need, you need some you know, classic uh, 70s rock there. You need uh, a little bit of trash or speed metal, just a tiny bit here and there. And you mix them all together and that's when you get your standard Lodi sound. Mm. And sometimes it's, a, like I said, there's a little bit more of this pepperoni than jalapenos and whatever, it changes, you know, every two years a little bit, you know. Mm. Um, and that's that's my metaphor. And the, mm. I hope this explains what, what this is about because you cannot have a standard Lodi without any of this if, if you if you take one of these elements out completely you don't you don't have it but now hearing them separately um, it, it, it might be you know shocking i don't know if it's yeah, if, if yeah. that's the right word but surprising to some mm. people that what the fuck yeah. but people have to understand that, that is those are crucial important parts in the in what's what's lori what, what's 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 lori what what lori is made out of yeah. you know Okay. It's, well, it's kind of like pretty like the metaphor is great because it's kind of isolating all of the aspects that we know of Lordy, but we're and we're just seeing them individually, as you said. So that does make it does make sense then yeah. when you kind of piece them all together as a whole, which obviously have been in that box set. Um, so the kind of, and when you talk, when you talk about the disco thing, for example, yeah. of course the the, the 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 sound and the production is uh, is so far away from the rock side of things yeah, you know yeah, it's so exactly. different and yeah. there's, there's hardly any distortion in the guitars because that doesn't belong in the disco no, yeah. you know world yeah. so and, and uh, <laughs> i had so much and i i because this was the second album that we made in this, this part and remember i was just learning to use the pro tools and all the sounds and shit that's so i was calling crazy all the time and toy all the time and, and Jan the whole time and just like asking hey hey hey, i need to make this sound i i need to do this like the, I, I i need to how do i make that sound you know and they're like oh you have to do this and blah 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 like, i don't know how and but then i was learning and all of a sudden i i, I found myself actually hey i know how to do this shit does this sound like that so so it was such a proud moment for me when when those files of those songs 
uh, were with me, and we went to the studio to record the the bass and drums for the for the for the Superfly trap. And then there was this guy, Hami Samalainen, who was <coughs> who uh, was who who we chose and whose studio we chose because Janne was trying to find a, a studio and and an engineer who had actually done disco in the 70s and 80s. So. There's one guy in Finland who did all the Finnish, <laughs> you know, disco back in the day. So, so we go to his studio, and uh, when he hears the guitar tracks and all the all the all the all the keyboards there, he's like, "Yeah, I don't think we need to do anything. It's just about mixing. And the, the guitar sounds that's that's dead on." So he didn't really, you know, have to change any sounds or anything. So the stuff that I made at home were good. He said, yeah, it sounds like 70s. It, it sounds like disco. It's like, you, I don't have to touch it. I don't have to change the guitar sounds at all. So I was so proud of myself. I was like, fucking hey, hey, I know my shit. I know, I know something. Look, look, mommy, what can I, what, what I can do? You know, it was like that. So it was, it was such a proud moment for me, uh, you know, to, to hear that. And, and so, so, so when you hear the guitars there, Mm. And I'm talking about the rhythm guitars, obviously. So, yeah, I played them right here, you know, in my workroom, and I played them, and, and I selected the sounds, and yeah, cool. and it's yeah. like, and I was like, yeah. yeah, and because I've been, uh, because I've never considered myself as a sound guy. Mm. I have opinions, but I, I, I've never considered myself like that. And I remember Kita back in the days. He was always saying that, no, no, why are you you're putting yourself down? You're a, you're a sound guy, you know. And you might not know technically how to make make the sound, but you're really precise when you want to have a certain sound and you know la 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 la. And I know that, but I, I I've always felt somewhat insecure of of uh, of commenting on the sounds unless it's really shitty in my ears but but it's basically like, yeah yeah i think it's fine but but this was really um, really rewarding yeah. thing for me to to actually have a have a you know really positive comments from a guy who actually knows his shit you know yeah yeah and says, yeah, yeah this is this is the sound yeah yeah cool cool and like it does come through as well because it's from talking from everybody so far about the album that apart from Mana, Mana's was Master Beast. Everyone else, their favorite record so far off Lord Diversity has been Superfly Trap, and obviously it's one of yours too. Um, so it's obviously something about those songs and just the arrangements and just the sound really catches with all of you, all of you in the band. Well, it's disco, and that's what it's the 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 the, the, the genre. Mm. It's made to do that. Yeah, it's made to make happy. The whole genre is, and the style is built on making your feet tap and your head nod to yeah. the music. Yeah. It makes you want to move and it makes you want to smile and it makes you want to like, yeah, all right, I'm, it's part A. It, yeah. All the elements in disco, that's what it that's what it is you just want to go like all right rock on yeah, yeah. so of course i mean i mean even the even the worst disco song in the world will make your head nod it's like yeah all right because huh? <laughs> that's how that that's what the elements in that that's in that style of music are yeah but, but yeah i mean my favorite albums of all the seven are absolutely super fly trap and humanimals those two albums are there and i'm not sure if i told you matthew this but but mm. i 
probably I did already. It's like these two albums are not only the best albums on Lordiversity. I think those are the pause, the best Lordi albums yeah. in my book ever. Those two. Yeah. I would agree with you. I would agree with you because um, from as I said to you before we started to talk, Superfly Trap is one of one of the minute I started hearing it. It's totally different from most of the kind of, I guess, day-to-day music I would listen to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's still Lordy. And you can you get that sense not only from your voice, but how all of the songs are kind of put together. And now they all have all that horrific elements included in it. And then when you jump straight into Humanimals, then as well, that is just Lordy, but almost like super juiced up. And you've got the Bon Jovi influence and everything thrown in there. And it's kind of just, it's, it's a perfect mix of everything that I think most fans love about Lordy. And I think that's why you guys, you have created something. And not to blow smoke up your arse here, but... Oh, <laughs> to, please do. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> you've created something that if you had somebody who didn't know anything about music... And you put something, put this on for them. They're transported back. It's like a time capsule of everything in those different eras. But at the same time, it's one band guiding you through that history. And that is totally unique because it's you can put if you put this on. I had I was I had these songs on the kitchen there. My kids were dancing to Superfly Trap. My wife came in and thought, "Who's this?" And I was like, "It's Lordy." I was like, "What? What the fuck is Lordy?" He's like, "Yes, it is." And, Everyone has something they can enjoy about this whole album. Even if they're not a metal fan, even if they're not a Lordy fan, there's something there for everybody, yeah. and that is special. Yeah, and that is special. I know. Yeah, I know. And I, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm a genius. While I said that, I mean, I mean, um, this, this, now here where it gets, you know, I. I found something about myself. Um, found out something about myself now with the, with the during this process. Mm. I, 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 you know, I've always been kind of full of myself in a way. And I don't think that I'm a cocky person, but I, I know my shit, you know. And and on on these seven albums, I proved so many people wrong. And now that the albums are out, and, and I hope people will understand that, oh my fucking God, you know. And so I would I would actually appreciate, I mean, it's like a big middle finger to all the doubters and know-it-alls. You know, it's like, like, like fuck off. You know, you know, I mean, come on, get in the ring. You do the same. Please, please. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me see you try. Let me see you try. Write all these songs. Do, the, do, the, do, the, do what I just did. Yeah. You know, do what we did. And I, I, and I, and I, and I'm, I'm not ashamed anymore uh, to, to admit that I'm, I'm really fucking proud of myself. I, I, I am. I, I, I know that I'm. I know my shit. You know. I, I, yeah. And I, I, I maybe it's, maybe it sounds cocky, but it's just like, like, uh, um, but yeah. No, it's, I, 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 to, I, 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 I wouldn't say it's cocky. It's more you just. <laughs> you appreciate what you've managed to be able to accomplish and you're proud of it so I don't think there's any 
one that would say that you're being cocky about it. It's just being, you know what you've done and you're you're proud of what you've done. And now it's just proving everybody, because everyone who thinks, well, they know what Lordy are, this is what Lordy yeah, does. Yeah. Now it's like, no, that's not what Lordy does. This this is what Lordy fucking does. Yeah. Or this is what this is what we can do. Exactly, yeah. I mean, exactly. it's not it's not only... <laughs> I, I, you know, I... I'll, I know that we talked about it mm. probably on the previous podcasts of yours, but but, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I would be really interested to see if there's any kind of review like like what we got from was it Monster of Phonic, I guess, or was it even Collection when some fucking bitch wrote somewhere that ah, when it was completely different kind of glory than it you know that than than you know yeah. yeah than the past so so <laughs> so somebody wrote in their in her review that okay well once again Lord is doing the same old song same style nothing new <laughs> and you know they're not never finding anything yeah. new so boring and just like revealing herself that 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 she didn't even listen to the album yeah, that exactly. no shit. and then then I saw the comments where people well I hate Lori and I don't know anything about Lori but you are full of bullshit because this is completely different than, than, than what they've done in the past you know and that that bitch got so much shit because I mean she got busted you know mm. she got busted with her pants down like completely yeah. but so I would be so interested to see that how many Probably a lot of people will uh, judge these albums and judge this box, judge these seven albums without even listening to them, listen, mm. without hearing one fucking second of it. But oh, it's just like uh, it's just a compilation. It's just a com- collection of, you know, uh, you know, ones. One shitty song shittier than the next one, and just like the leftovers and whatever, you know, just like well, there you go, you know, they, you know, they, they just done like. Um, volume over content and you know blah 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 all that shit but but i gotta tell you something that that the, the we have a saying in finnish and this is like a direct translation uh, practice makes a champion so so the more i write the better i get yeah. i mean um so in in every given style the best songs come the last, you know, because that's when I get into the mood. And and now, actually, when you think about it, I mean, uh, when when you think about it, when, when we're talking about it, the thing is that I, the, the, from even from Low Diversity, there's like maybe 40 songs left over, so more than that, right. you know, from okay. all these albums. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Jesus. That didn't make it, make the cut, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. that's a lot of sounds. <laughs> um, so, like, kind of moving then onwards, because we're kind of going on to Masterpiece now from the moon. So, I had spoken to Ralph about this album, obviously, because he obviously has a bigger part to play in it, and in the SCGs. And he was, uh, he's obviously featured on the front cover. Families now know that that dude on the front cover is him from a photo, as he was telling me, and um, that you painted up. And this whole album, for me, now I don't know if it's, because obviously I think most of the influence will jump off for people, like the Rush, Pink Floyd, all of them will jump off for people. Yeah. For me, when I listen to it, I got a sense of kind of almost like a rock opera kind of stuff. And 
really kind of based on you might I'd say you probably do know but Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds I don't I, I, I got that sense or vibe off it probably wasn't an influence but that kind of grandiose sense. I don't even know what that you know? is <laughs> <laughs> so you know the, you know George I think it's Orson Welles or George Orwell the, you know War of the Worlds War of the Worlds when they make that musical version of it the music right and, okay that okay. sounds to it, and you might listen to it after, but it's it's really, like, it's, it has this grandiose sound to it, but at the same time is complicated, is rhythmical and catchy, even though it's st- te- it is conceptual as well, so telling a story. That must, have been, that must have been really tricky to kind of accomplish, to make something conceptual, but also make it catchy and rhythmical. Was it? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. That the sound, since the soundscape is so rich with a lot of the, yeah. you know, the kind of, of like orchestrations yeah, and all that stuff, you know, mm. it sounds so rich and so, sounds so cinematic, mm. so it must be a lot of work and it must be really hard to write that shit. No, it's not. It was like, um, it was actually, I would, I would say that this album was the, uh, the most free mm. to write. Okay. It was the most... Um, Liberating, in a way, and most. Um, how should I? Well, I'm trying to find the English word for the Finnish. Mm. Uh, it's a little like. Um, uh, it just like. I know it's a, it's a, it's a cliche, but it just flows through you. It's just like like the writing of this stuff. It just comes out like this. It just comes out like. You know, it, it, you don't really have to think about it once you get into that mode. And, and, and the starting point, by the way, when we go a little bit, you know, back, the starting point, obviously, for this was Kiss the Elder. But yes. then I realized yeah. that Kiss the Elder didn't go that far as I would want Lorde to go. You know, I, I wanted to go way more progressive and way more conceptual, way more, you know, deeper in that stuff. So that's where Rush I, I was listening to and and I called Janne, who is a big fucking progressive, yeah. you know, fan. You know, so I called him, and he gave me a few. Um, he gave me a few uh, tips what albums to listen to, and I was like, okay, sure. So I listened to some Rush. I actually listened. Well, those I've heard before, but I listened to uh, CMX um, also. Their conceptual yes. albums, yeah. and. Um, yeah, and some Pink Floyd, and you know, so I, I went into that world through that, and uh, then I noticed that that I started also listening to some, you know, movie scores, you know, like E.T. and nice. Army of Darkness and and stuff like that. So yeah. that's that's where I that's where I wanted to go, and um, so uh, actually it was really easy to write even the 12 minute thing the church of succubus that yeah. was really easy to write and i remember when i was you know writing that song and listening to it so it didn't feel like 12 minutes to me at all it, 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 in any given point you know when i was listening to, you know when i was writing that i could listen to it all over again from from beginning till the end and it didn't feel like 12 minutes it, it felt like okay three minutes again yeah. you know and and and, and um um I know that there were some skeptics around the band, or even even maybe within the band, but uh, definitely around the band, who were like, "Okay, 
okay, maybe you need some help with the with all the all the orchestration arrangements. Like, no, I don't. And I got a little bit offended, but I said, well, fucking, I'll show you guys, you know. And they all, they were like, yeah, but you know, don't be afraid to, don't hesitate to ask if you need some. Maybe we should call this and that guy. No, we won't. Let's see if we need anybody else. Say, no, let me do my shit. And then I was like, when I gave the songs, they were like, ha ha. <laughs> And then they were like, okay, you didn't need any help with that. Okay, cool. All right, all right, then. Okay, good, good. Okay. And and I think it was I think it was Ralph who said that 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 when he heard it, he said, Dude, dude, you know what? I think you should be you know, have you ever thought about writing a score for movies? Like, yeah, but you know, I understand that you just don't you just don't go to the production company yeah. and say that, hi, I'm gonna write a score for your movies. It doesn't work like that. It's like, yeah, but you could you could be really good at good at that. I said, I know. I would be really good at that, but I, I you know. Uh, but of course when when it comes to the sounds and the whole orchestration stuff, so so um there was Visa a guy called Visa there who was helping out a lot in that, uh, to making the, I mean, he makes, you know, uh, scores for move, uh, movies in Finland and stuff. So, so he helped out a lot when it came to actually, because I, I don't really know what, um, like, like, like what instrument is playing necessarily what on, you know what I mean? I mean, I give yeah. an example. So when I did all the, all the things and la 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 la, there's the cellos and there's the flute. And then we, when we had the flute uh, girl, unfortunately I forgot her name, but when, when she came to the studio and she said, oh, you wrote this flute part in this octave, but it cannot be played on a flute. I think you're thinking about oboe or something. I'm like, really? Right, okay. And she said, yeah, 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 it, it, it can. So, okay, well, give me what you got. I mean, show me how you would play it. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. You, yeah, okay, you do it like that. So it was like maybe octave lower or something mm. than what I had in mind. But but th- that those are the things that I didn't know. But that's where... Um, that's where uh, uh, this guy Visa, Visa Mertaren, you know, you know, was was like helping out a lot. So he he checked all the sounds and all the all the all the stuff that, and he said, well, you know, this is on this this instrument, this particular instrument cannot be played on that octave where you put it. I was like, oh, okay. So you know, those kind of things, basically, you know. So okay. But right. basically, all, all the all, all the all the but, but nobody else like rewrote the any of the arrangements. You know that, that that's all that's all my doings there. Yeah. And uh, but it was easy to write, and I I I uh, and and <clears throat> even though the songs were done in the summer, uh, it's exactly almost exactly one year ago when I was working on the masterpiece. Now it was Halloween. And uh, that's that's the day when I was working on the intro piece for the whole album, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember this because my neighbor, my good friends, they had a Halloween party. And they live like maybe 200 meters away from me or maybe 300 meters away from me or something like that. And they kept calling, hey, are you going to come? Are you going to come? I said, yeah, I'm still working on this song, so I will I will come. I will come later on. And I remember that that was the day when, when it was the day of the first snow last year. You know, so after I did that, you know, the, the whole beginning, and it was Halloween, Hallow's Eve, and I was doing the intro, so you can hear the, some Halloween vibes there in the, in, the, in the very intro there. And I was like, 
because that's what how I was, how I was feeling. So yeah, I was, you know, yeah. you know, drawn into that direction a little bit, and then like with the chamber below there and all that stuff. And okay, mm. and I remember that I, I was like humming it in my head when I'm when I'm walking. You know, to my neighbors in the in the snow, like they're like after after, you know, they've been calling like I don't know for five or six hours, and then I go there at midnight or something, and everybody is drunk as a skunk, and I'm there like sober. I'm like okay, so I kind of like missed the party. It seems that I I don't know how how am I gonna be able to you know get on board on this train anymore. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. yeah. Actually, like it's it is a, a great journey that whole record, but it's also one of the records that doesn't have a song in it from collection. Um, so it's um, I'm presuming because Apollyon is kind of in that elder style, Kiss elder style. Was that the one that kind of had to kick the curb because it didn't fit? There, there was two reasons. There were two reasons for for Apollyon not to be on this album and therefore it means that this album master beast from the moon is not on the collection timeline mm. so apollyon was supposedly from this album called newborn i think yeah so we still haven't released newborn so we have to think that on the collection fictional timeline the master beast from the moon is an album that came probably after the newborn right okay. so <laughs> in the early 80s they did two conceptual you know albums at least that we know of now right uh, but the reason why we couldn't use apollyon there is that when me and tracy and and, and ralph we started I, I called the guys up and i said well hey guys okay we need the storyline around apollyon and of course when we wrote the lyrics for apollyon we had no fucking idea that in two years we would be needing to you know actually Expand you know yeah. yeah and when you read the lyrics of apollyon yeah they work like that that they it, it just gives you some certain you know you know flashes and images of the story you know of a you know just like little little peek through window to a larger story it's just a part of that one piece of a puzzle but then when you have to like all of a sudden create all the puzzle you know the other other pieces of the puzzle it's impossible because the the, the things there's king and there's this and there's that that that, that the lyrics of Apollyon are referring to it's impossible to make any kind of you know sense to the storyline so i just i just said well i guess we just have to crop it you know yeah okay. another that reason sense. was that another reason was that that mikko karmila was uh, recording uh, and and mixing uh, the song Apollyon and we knew that we can't afford him this time you know you know because yeah, some are so so so, yeah. so so we knew that 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 we we won't be able to match the same sound again if we are not using the same guy okay. so in, in this style so that was a lesser reason but that was that was an important reason too and and we thought that okay well you know actually there, there was a point in time when we where we were actually thinking about cropping all the collection songs off from these albums there was a point in time for that too right. you know okay change your mind then on that because it would because then the whole joke of the you know fictional back catalog and the and the and the uh, it would you know you would kind of like mm, 
That wouldn't work. It'll destroy the whole yeah. whole funny little connection to collection there. Yeah. You know, it'll be his own you know, separate you know. thing, really, then. Yeah. So. But now, but still, of course, it's funny that now when you think about it, there's still four albums yet to be released from the collection timeline that we know that they, in some universe, in some, some uh, alternate universe timeline, they do exist. There is uh, the one with uh, Horror for Hire, there's the one with Scream Demon, yeah. there's the one with Apollyon, and, and there's the one with Cutterfly. But there's four albums still yeah. on the timeline somewhere in an alternate universe that haven't been still recorded in this universe. You know? <laughs> a multiverse, a lordy multiverse going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, kind of then moving out towards kind of Abusement Park here. Um, mm-hmm. No, that album the minute you kind of put on it's you that like most of these ones the references start kind of jumping off the page because you've got like uh-huh. twisted sister uh kiss 80s kiss uh-huh. udo as well and really udo kind of really comes out in the mean machine song like that's just so like glaringly a tribute to udo dirk schneider um and also what i thought was hilarious now i knew ralph told me this but then when I listened to the song Gur, I was like, holy shit. I was like, obviously, so he told me that you got, uh, I know I might pronounce this wrong, but Jonas Soitoimo? Soitoimo. So who voices and is Chewbacca, Chewie, in the newer Star Wars movies. So how did it go about getting, how did you get him in? I know he's finished, obviously, but how did you get him in to do those kind of vocals? we can talk about it but we cannot you know we can, obviously because of Disney will fucking you know send assassins to us and kill us if we would market but we cannot say the word Chewie or Chewbacca or Wookie anywhere in the in the in the marketing yes. material not yes. even in the not even in the in the booklets I guess yeah. you know it's, 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 it's not double word but we checked with Jonas and Jonas man, uh, uh, agent and everything and yeah so um um I mean, he's just doing the imitation of Chewie. That's it, yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but of, of course, uh, and it's not his fault that he is Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> he is the voice of Chewie and he is Chewbacca. So, so it's just like he's just, you know, whatever. You know, he's an actor that we hired to do the voice of Chewbacca and it just happens to be that he is Chewbacca. Yes. But anyway, so, <laughs> so it, it's actually a funny, funny story because I mean as many of you might know you know who are listening to this like I, I, I am not a really uh, nationalist person you know I'm not really um, I, I, I don't get any goosebumps or you know kicks out of when Finland wins a fucking football yeah, or right, fucking yeah. uh, you know ski jumping yeah. or fucking ice hockey I couldn't care less i don't i don't i am not part of that i don't have that in my system and i don't have that in my programming i don't i don't i i've never gotten the idea of how do how would i get really excited about if somebody else does something and succeeds and suddenly i'm somehow part of that success i'm not i'm not yeah. <laughs> you know, i have nothing to do i mean when they say finland won ice hockey but no not the whole finland not just those guys who are in the team they won you know, not the whole Finland. Same thing with the Eurovision. That, that, that's where it comes with the really problematic thing for me to be happy for people who yeah, are happy exactly that we that. won Eurovision yeah. back in the day. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I'm so urged to say that you didn't win. But they say, oh, I was so happy when Finland won. It's like, no, Finland didn't win. Glory did. Yeah. 
it's, it's like uh, you know it's like uh, I'm so happy that we won yeah you didn't do anything about that you know actually <laughs> so so in that in that way the the only time I've been proud to be a Finn really like that sense it's like uh, on, on things that matter and for me <laughs> Star Wars Star Wars matters and my favorite fucking character in the whole Star Wars universe since my fucking childhood has been Chewie he's my favorite ever you know Really? He's been my absolute favorite. Chewbacca is my absolute fucking favorite character of all. I would never have guessed that that would have been your favorite character. I would have thought, obviously, like, a Sith or something like that. Darth Vader or something. I'll tell you my favorite characters in Star Wars. Yeah. Chewbacca, mm. hands down. That's, that's the kiss for me in Star Wars. <laughs> you know, and then there's, then there's Rancor, who's okay, only in one okay. scene in, in Return of the Jedi yeah. and in, in the, in the Japanese pit. You know, mm -hmm. that's my other favorite yeah. character. Rancor is so fucking cool. <laughs> R2-D2. Okay. Jabba. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, then there's, and then there's a long list of, you know, uh, others that I, but th those are my favorite, you know, fucking characters. I like, I like Ewoks too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like Jawas too. But it's like, but Chewie. Come on, he's the guy. I mean, when I was a kid and when we were playing in the forest, you know, playing Star Wars games, you know, just like, you know, I, I always wanted to be Chewie and I had no competition. Nobody else wanted to be Chewie. Everybody wanted to be Luke or Pum. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why are you fucking, you know, homos? You know, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, was it like a be something masculine, be something cool? And, they, and, and I always wanted to be there. Or when we were playing something, you know, some other kind of games i wanted to be the hulk i wanted to be the stupid big monster you know and everybody else wanted to be whatever you know some hero some heroes or same, same thing with playing with masters of the universe you know figurines mm. or i mean the action figures i wanted to be beast man and skeletor and shit and stuff like that and everybody else oh okay. i want to be with i want to play with him and i want to be him and yeah. it's like why but yeah you can push a fucking pussy yeah sure you know <laughs> with a bad hair dude anyway so when i found out that 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 when when um the new Star Wars movies came out and then, you know, started coming out. And there's a Finnish guy playing the most important character for me. That was that was the most nationalist feeling that I've ever had. I'm, oh my God, now finally Finland has done something. You know, some Finnish guy has done something that actually matters <laughs> to me. The, 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 the only other, you know, uh, moment in time when I felt so proud to be a Finn in time was when Rennie Harlin directed Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. <laughs> it's like, oh my fucking God, a Finnish motherfucking guy directed goddamn Freddy movies. Like, yes! You know, and those are things that matter in my world. Yeah. I don't care about fucking ice hockey. I don't, I don't, couldn't give, you know, yeah. who the fuck cares? Well, yeah. obviously a lot of people do, mm. but I don't. So anyway, so then, <laughs> for years, for years and years, I've been like, oh my God, I would really want to meet this guy. And um, <laughs> it just happened that last, four, this was around a year ago. This was about a year ago <laughs> also. So um, I had a little party here at my house and I had a friend here and, uh, you know, I had a few friends over and, and we were playing pinball machines here and la 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 and at some point in the evening um 
I started talking about this Chewbacca thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was looking at my Star Wars collection and stuff. And I, I was saying, yeah, yeah, this and that and blah, 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 blah. And, said, and I said that, yeah, I would really love to meet that guy. And, and, you know, I would really like to meet this Chewy guy that I would be like a little girl. Like, <laughs> you know, and he said, well, I know the guy. I was like, what? I said, yeah, I know the guy really well. And, and I used to play with his uh, little brother some basketball or something like that. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? And I said, yeah, let's give him a call. Would we? Should we? I was like, yes, we should. And we had a video call with him, me all drunk and everything. And, and, and my friend Sime uh, put on my <laughs> fucking Chewbacca costume and started <laughs> jumping in the background of the video called to make it really embarrassing and i told i told jonas that you know that that you know now we have a problem or actually i don't but you do because i'm gonna be your friend by force i am gonna whether you like it or not i'm gonna be your fucking best friend that's what's gonna happen and he said yeah sure all right bring it up and um and uh it was only like a few weeks later i went to meet him and uh, funnily enough, oh, <laughs> I got corona, um, what is it, exposure from that visit. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he had corona for uh, a few weeks and his whole family did. And, uh, oh. but, but, but I, I didn't get it, you know, thank God I yeah. didn't get it. But that was, that was, but I, then I said, well, if I get corona now, I'm so fucking glad I got it from fucking Chewbacca. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> And, and and so then I dare to ask at some point I dare to ask, hey, what is the what is the politics or procedure with this? Would it be even possible for you to do a little guest star? And he's like, yeah, I would love to do that, but I don't know. Let me check. And he checked and he said, yeah. I can do it. I said, well, okay. Well, but we cannot say Chewbacca. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. So then he came and then he came to the studio and did his stuff. I was like, oh, that's so, so, so much fucking fun when he's, he's, he's yeah. And you can see in the, uh, when you get the vinyl, vinyl box set, the yeah. ones who will get it. Yeah, I will. In the booklet there, there are, there's a page of like little pictures uh, from the studio, sort of the recording. There's like few pictures of, of, of Jonas there too. And, yeah. and, how tall he is i mean he's well he's jewish so he's That's fucking tall so it's like there's a, there's a funny little picture which of course is censoring my face but i'm with a jewish shirt and i'm standing next to him <laughs> and i'm like my head is like uh, maybe to his fucking balls or something oh he's so fucking tall Jesus. and if you had the platform uh, then, to be the same height i think that he would still be taller. I mean, he's so tall yeah, that you that. cannot imagine how tall he is. He's, 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 he's a, a fucking freak. He's a giant. So, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's super fucking tall. Yeah. Jeez, that's cool. That's like a nice little nugget. Because I know most people going in won't expect that. And then they'll hear it. And then they'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, that's cool. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, how cool it is to have a you know, yeah. guest, guest star Chewbacca. It, yeah. How cool is yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, once again, it's like, can it get cooler than that? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you really come down to it, mm. really, okay, yeah, you could, you know, yeah. Darth, sure, you could cover up maybe 
I don't know. Yeah. You cannot really have R2, really. Not really, you mm. know, because it's just, you know, yeah. but, but uh, you know. But I think what's really cool about it is it's not even, because obviously you can't reference Tui or Chewbacca, but it's an Easter egg. So it's kind of even cooler because it's almost like, yeah, yeah there, it's there. And if you if you read the lyrics, it, it's all about it's all about you know it, there are references to 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 the whole um, Star Wars universe mm. there. Yes, yeah. you know in the in the lyrics there is there's like the I'm gonna get all the Wookie on you. I'm gonna if if I lose I'll rip off your limbs and uh, yeah. all all those little I'm gonna throw you in the Salax pit and and yes. you know there's yeah. all all these kinds of little Wookie things yeah. you know there Chewbacca oh, okay. references. Yeah. Yeah. And like obviously with that whole album, as I said, like the references do kind of jump off the page, um, and yeah. like with Mean Machine, that song for me was probably the most kind of like. That you, was mean, like you mean Pinball Machine? That is like a, that is like a, the the the, um, the the clear reference for the Pinball Machine, of course, is uh, Boss oh, yes, in the Wall yes, by so, Accent. Yeah, I was talking. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Mean the album Mean Machine. Is the one that kind of jumped out, you know, Udo's Mean Machine album. That's what right. I'm referring to. That one kind yeah, of yeah. That, that album, but also kind of Master Cuter. Um, that that those kind of those Udo albums and, are really and, kind and, of and, and, and and here here's the funny thing. Here's yeah. where, where we see the age difference between okay. us, you know, yeah. because the the, the the pinball machine song is actually referring to acts that balls to the wall. Same singer, yeah, you know? yeah, except before Udo, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, um, Same guy, Udo, Udo of this? course, obviously. Yeah. Funny thing, by funny thing, by the way, with yeah. the album cover, which mm-hmm. is the pinball machine, yes. it's, it's such a weird coincidence and fucking ball of strange strings coming together and stars aligning. Um, <clears throat> uh, it was a year ago in the summer when uh, I was asked to do the next UDO album cover. Yes, I remember you telling me. Yeah. And Udo had the idea. Uh, the album was going to be called Game Over, and he had an idea to do a pinball machine, you know, on the cover and at the booklet. I said, "Well, you called the right guy because I mean, I have pinball machines my own. I have five pinball machines, and I'm a big pinball freak. So I know my shit when it comes to pinball machines. So I and I would be more than I would be so honored to do a pinball machine cover for you, you know. And yeah. and so I did it. I was really proud of it." Mm. And at the same time, I was thinking, oh, my God, why didn't I come up with this idea? Fuck, this would be perfect glory cover, the fucking pinball machine. Fuck, how didn't I get this fucking Udo got this idea? You know? Yeah. But what happened then uh, was that months and months later, because Corona, their release got, you know, uh, you know, postponed and postponed another six months and la 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 la. And I think mm. the album isn't still out. I think the game over will come out in maybe a month or something. You know, it's 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 you know. Yeah. But maybe when this is this this podcast comes out, maybe maybe that album is out right, already. Yeah. I, I don't Check know. It out then. Probably. <laughs> but 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 then anyway, uh, they decided that they they don't want to use it because it was too soft, it was too colorful and too happy. Well, pinballs are pretty colorful and happy, and they wanted to be more metal, so they changed the whole idea. Right. But that, of course, relieved me to use, use the whole, yes. use it for Lori, because it would be perfect. And by coincidence, uh, 
the guy who I buy my pinball machines from here in Finland once said, and this was like last fall, you know, once again, pretty much like a year ago, he, I was visiting him and he said, that, that, you know what, uh, it's such a weird thing that after, after who, the pinball wizard, I mean, uh, there, there's not a single song about pinball machines. And I was like, really? And he said, no. And it's like so weird that there isn't. So I was like, yeah. I should do one. He's, yeah, you should do one. And then, well, I mean, I I was doing that song. It's pinball machine. I yeah, of course I will do a song pinball machine. And then, apparently, I mean, I mean, I mean, not apparently. I mean, it's by coincidence. It just happened that that song was the the, the kind of a you know accept kind of song that was gonna be on the abusement park, which was gonna be the album cover idea with the pinball machine. So everything all of a sudden clicked together. You know, it was su- such yeah. a funny fucking coincidence there, you know, all these things. So that's why in the yeah. booklet, if you read it, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking Udo for the idea for the album cover because it, it was his idea. And it's original idea. Originally, it was Udo album cover, and not Lori at all. So thanks for the cool thanks for the idea, yeah. Udo. And um, yeah, but, but you were right. On, on, on that on that album, there's like uh, it, it, it's um, it's different from the, all the others. You know, six albums mm. because this has this has like um, this has like. Uh, influences song by song to some bands yeah. and i'm thinking about years 83 84 those are the those are the bands that i i tried to start you know try to write in the style of certain any given band of that time that came out with some you know particular album on the top oh, there's yeah. a song written in wasp style yeah. my version of it of course mm. which would be the house of mirrors yes. uh obviously the, the the abusement park is like twisted sister stay yeah. hungry yeah kind of kind of tribute song or, or or in the style of uh well pinball machine accept balls to the wall kind of like that mm. there's um um you know stuff like that and there's like well there's even iron maiden which is not my favorite bands at all, but but I, I thought that I, I'm going to try to write a song in the style how I would do a Maiden song. So the the song um, Roller Coaster is, is is like that. And then, then it was Eamon who um, who said that that I think you should uh, ask somebody. We should get somebody to sing who really is like a power metal singer on the on the chorus. I said you're right because you know the same kind of thing that we did on the on the on the disco album that we had to have a really strong female vocals there to back me up under yeah. the backing vocals because you, you have to have that sound there otherwise it's not really full-on disco mm. if you don't have a strong female vocal so same thing with, with this kind of like maidenish approach to a song you kind of have to have that yeah the strong the strong vibrato this yeah. the high male voice with a lot of power, so I called Tony Kakko from Sonata Arctica, and, oh, and uh, cool. I asked that, "Would you do that?" And he yeah. said, "Yeah," and, I, and, and he did it, you know. Cool. And yeah, and we're good friends over the years, you know. And, and and we jokingly call ourselves neighbors because we're the only, we're the most northernmost, uh, you know, metal guys in Finland who live up north here, you know. Nice. So, 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 and 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 well. Since uh, since Finland is like the Australia of 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 of, of Europe, <laughs> so we only have hundred kilometers between us. So it's like yeah. you know we're basically neighbors yeah, up here in Lapland, you know. <laughs>
Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, when I one of the I guess you were just telling me about the a couple of singles that will be coming out, so the planned singles coming mm-hmm. out. And finally we have a Lordy yeah. Christmas song. Finally we have a Lordy Christmas song. And yes. I was delighted when I heard this one. So Merry Blah 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 as we all know, every year when it's Christmas time, you guys always put up something saying Merry, Merry Blah 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 and you're happy Blah 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 or whatever on your yeah. social media stuff and you always say it and so on. Yeah. But um, this is kind of going to take over from a lot of heavy metal fans' favourite Christmas song because I know for most of us it's probably The Darkness um, with uh, just a song coming out of my head now. I can't even remember now what it's called. Um, Don't Let the Bells End. That's it. Uh, so. How did this song kind of come about? Because I know we had Blood Red Santa was originally meant to be a Christmas song. Yeah. How did this one mm-hmm. come to be? <clears throat> well, I had an idea. I, I, I had an idea actually to write uh, for, for somewhere on this album. So I wanted to write a Christmas song, a birthday song, a Halloween song, and we already have a New Year's song. On, yes, on Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year! <laughs> happy New Year! Yeah. Happy Happy New Year! Well, anyway, so so, and I thought it was a, you know, I, I I'm a Christmas fan myself, mm. and I come from the fucking hometown of Santa. So, and my mom has asked like for twenty years that why don't you write a Christmas song? So, well, it's not really this band's thing, but I think you should write a Christmas song. <laughs> like well. And she was so fucking happy when I played it, her played it to her last summer. And uh, oh, can you can you translate it to me? I was like, I better not. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, it's such a nice song. Said, yes, it is. It sounds nice, and it's like it's not as heavy as your as the Lordy stuff usually. I like it. It's softer, and it's almost like a real Christmas song. I was like, yeah, I know. So what are you singing about? <laughs> like, do you really want me to translate? And then I translated. And then she said, oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. Now it's not so nice anymore. Well, you asked for it. And I told you you don't want to hear, but yeah, I mean, you, you asked for it. So so the idea just came that I want to have a fucking Christmas jar. And I, 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 and, you know, and I wanted to make a, like, like a really, 80s style Christmas song hmm. also sound wise because if you listen to it there's there's not even you know electric guitars oh, until yeah. the second end of second chorus yeah. so if somebody else than me would be singing it you would not tell the difference that it's even a rock band mm. you know playing yes. the song yeah. you know because if that's how it's supposed to be and if there would be a, you know some cleaner softer more uh, politically correct lyrics of course and cleaner softer vocals you would not think of anything funny going on there no, exactly. you know yeah. no yeah so and 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 that song when i wrote that i knew that okay this has to be the single if we have to choose one single from these seven albums it has to be this one yeah. obviously we come to the same problem that we had blood red, with with blood red sandman back in the days which was blood red santa of course yeah. uh because it's like okay we can it, it really cannot but then when the label said that okay we have a plan that we will put up put out a single out of every single fucking album you know every month there will be 
come another one. I said, like, yes. So then it's for Christmas. We will have merry blah, blah, blah. And that's what we're having, yeah. you know. So, yeah. So, yeah. Even though, even though uh, the borderline is like the main single or main video effort on, 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 the, on the whole Lord diversity box. But still, yeah. I think. You know, Mary blah 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 is the one that actually has a, has a chance of, you know, making waves somehow. Right. Okay. Probably yeah. it will be just forgotten, forgotten. But <laughs> but anyway, it has a chance because of the because of the concept is so. Yeah. Is so it's just yeah, so. It's um, you're in Lapland as well, so like it's natural to kind of think that it would be a song that would go in so, some places anyway. visualizing every single fucking scene there so 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 i think we don't have to ask any kind of support from santa yeah. or anymore after this video because they this is like a we're we're doing such blasphemous thing for for well but i gotta tell you santa is not in the video it's it's lordy santa or, okay so i was wondering you know, so it's like, the actual dude yeah so no no no, no. Okay. Because the real effort will go into this very blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Animals is mm. the next record. So that for me, anyway, because I'm obviously going on my influences that I can kind of mm -hmm. tell to here. Borderline is almost like a Bon Jovi song. Um, in my ears, it's got that kind of just that yes. pure Bon Jovi vibe about it. You can I can imagine this on radio and on Irish radio stations, yes. just on any radio station, really. Mm -hmm. And it's just got a, such. It's so easy to listen to, if you get what I mean. It's just like natural. You can just have it on the background, or you could just be listening to it full belt, and it's just catchy. It is one of those kind of songs to me that you could hear listening. You could hear it in an arena, an arena rock song. And a lot of the songs on this album are like that. You've got obviously the Motley Crue vibes, and one that kind of really jumped out, and it was only my wife that spotted it to me. And maybe it might have been an influence uh, to what you were writing, but um, Rocking Up the Party sounded to me a bit like Living After Midnight, Judas Priest. Kind of that kind of vibe to it. And that wasn't me, my wife picked that up. That is a bit like that, yeah, but... Okay, that wasn't... Okay, Rocking yeah. Up the Party, not, yeah. not really... Um, I know it's no, like the same kind of living after, living after Midnight, the, yeah. that song has a reference. I mean, I mean, hmm. I, there's... Uh, but on the amusement park, there's a song yes. called... Um, uh, what the hell is it called? Oh, the, the what the fuck is it called? It's not carousel. What the hell is it called? That song on the amusement park. Uh, anyway, but that, that has, carousel, that had a lot of 
Is it Tarzan? A ghost train? No, 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 not that. What the hell is it called? Let me, nasty, let me wild think. Nasty wild and naughty. That's yeah. what. Like okay. if you think about it, that has that has basically the same chords as as as. Um, Living after midnight. Me, uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Living after midnight, yeah. but but rocking up the party yeah. song is more like in the style of shy the band shy i'm not sure if you're familiar no, familiar with no. that and uh and uh def leopard and yes. kind of like that so that's okay. where it that's where it's that to me place. okay nice okay yeah, yeah that's like where it's been but but there's like one common mm, indicator with with, with with this album and it's not a band per se, of course, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, you know, Kiss, Crazy Nights, uh, um, you know, all that stuff, you know, it's there, right, 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 there's even Van Halen, a little bit with Jump kind of thing is there, a little bit that vibe there in one of the songs and stuff, but mm. the, and of course, Alice Cooper, you know, you know, Trash and, and Hey Stupid, that kind of style, style there, but the, but the one name that is here is not a band, it's Desmond Child. I, I wrote this album in a way that, you know, what if Desmond Child, which for me is the best songwriter in the world for me, like my favorite songwriter ever. So if if he would write songs for Laurie or with Laurie, this is this is how it would sound like in my fantasies, you know. So and and well, Desmond Child wrote songs for Bon Jovi and Kiss and all this, you know, Alice Cooper and stuff. So so that's that's why okay. you get all these vibes because you know and 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 that's my favorite style of music, you know, that eighties yeah. hair yeah. metal. Yeah. That's my that's my cup of tea. Mm. That's my thing. And I'm and I'm so pleased with that fucking sound on that album. But like like up until that moment my favorite sounding lorry record was paid for breakfast as most yes. of you might yeah. know yeah. but now it's my second favorite sounding record because oh. this humanimals is exactly the fucking sound that i love that is the sound it's big and airy and yeah. echoey and <laughs> you know <laughs> like huge and i i love the feeling of it and 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 uh and I think Eamon is doing his best fucking guitar solos on this album. And, and this was this this was like 100% on his comfort zone. Mm. The, these, yeah. the, this album, the, the solos he's playing there are like pure gold and, you know, dripping with honey. It's like so fucking cool that it's, it makes you go like, yeah! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's so good stuff. I mean, that, that's my... This... It's my favorite Lori album with with Superfly Trap. It's, it's like the this is the I mean I mean I mean and I, I, I without putting any of our past work down or any of the other albums here, but this is my favorite. Your people have to understand this is my absolute favorite style of music. This Humanimous. That's the that's that's my favorite kind of music. Yeah. Jesus. Well, look. <laughs> I made you. I made you. You. You are like. I, I heard you swallow like. Yeah. And, I, I, and a pause and silence. Like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think. I. I think a lot of fans will kind of find. Not well. Obviously, everyone. All major. Big. Lordy fans will obviously know your style of music in many ways and mm -hmm. your favorites and all that. But I think this album's kind of. 
it kind of calls back to Lordy in a way more than the rest of the albums, if you get what I mean. It's kind of more closely yeah, yeah, yeah. tied to of course, the song. And of I think course, because if, it's the AOR because if you think about, yeah. If you, yeah, and if you if you think about those, you know that that pit theory, uh, that pit metaphor. Mm, uh, yes. Let's let's call it if humanity mostly is the whatever cheese you know on the pizza lorry pizza yes. uh there's always a lot of cheese on lorry pizzas yeah, so that's yeah. why that's why this sounds pretty much like the the you know it has it has m- more of the elements of sounding lorry because that's where it comes from because there's always been a lot of mm. elements from this style of music in lorry like always yeah. so that's that's why it sounds like that yeah. that's why it sounds like familiar lorry's style yes because yeah. that's how i write most of my stuff that, yeah. that because it has the melodies and harmonies that i love that's how i you know that's that's that that what sounds really good you know in my ears because a lot of fans i guess when they're going to listen to all these albums a lot of them might be i guess either delighted to hear all of these different styles put together like myself or and then they're oh, very disappointed yeah yeah <laughs> Um, some fans might be kind of going, well, this is not the Lordy I'm used to, or this is not. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of... Th- what do you think of that? I don't fucking care. Yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> because, because, yeah, because the thing, the thing is that what the, what the fans need to understand, that, that it, 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 I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, saying this to, to you know, put anybody's opinion down but it's your mm. opinion yeah. and and the, and i don't write for you guys i don't write for the fans i don't write i don't do anything to please anyone else including the fans uh when i write and when i create something whether it's new music or the costumes or the concept or whatever uh I write for myself. I'm write. I'm writing to please myself and nobody else, you know. And and the band members, they always know that that when I'm writing, when I have an idea, they will just have to go along with that and just like have to like swallow it. Like that. Okay. Well, now he's now he wants to do this kind of stuff. Well, okay, sure. And 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 luckily they either agree. And then only, you know, tell years later, while drunk, like, I didn't like that album, I didn't like the style at all, you know, or, or they just, uh, or, or they agree, actually, or they are just, like, wise enough to, you know, keep their big mouth shut, you know, because, you know, but, but the thing is that I don't, I don't write or do, or I don't create to please anybody else, so, so I honestly, with all to respect and with all my heart i will tell all your all the diehard fans who are disappointed in you know this you know few of these albums or all of these albums or actually i cannot be, I, I i i can't believe that if if you're a lordy fan that you would be displeased with all of the albums you know i'm pretty sure that you would find at least one yes, album that you yeah, would like yeah. you know but but anyway so but 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 with all my heart i would say I don't give a fuck what you think, <laughs> you know, because this is not for you. And 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 if Lordy is your favorite band, uh, here's where 
it gets tricky because Lord is also my favorite band. Mm. But I'm in a position where I get to decide what my favorite band does. Yes. You know, and, it, yeah. and my favorite band does whatever I want it to do whenever I want it to do. And if, they, if they're going to change, if I feel like that they should change this or do this or do that kind of a song, they will fucking do it. Yeah. But if you have an opinion like that, I'm sorry. Mm. Mm, you, you don't... You, you don't have a vote on this, you know. But 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 then again, of course, when it's time to not creating something, when you are like, for example, deciding a set list, then we are more than welcome to play the songs that you know the fans want to hear. But when we're creating, I am not. I am. I, I don't need anybody's opinion or or or, you know, because this is not a well. This is not. This is not an. Uh, this is not a, 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 a fast food joint where you can come and you know say, "Hey, I want that and want that." No, we don't serve that. We serve this kind of pizza here only in this pizzeria. Yes. <laughs> this is what this is what you get today. This is the, the, the pizza of today. Yeah. This is what you're getting. Oh, but I don't want this. Well, you don't have to get it then. You know. Yeah. Wait for two years. Maybe we gotta come up with something else then. You know. But that's how that's how it is. I, I mean, you I know, think I hope it doesn't sound too harsh, but yeah. I think if any fans going into this and don't can't appreciate what you've tried to accomplish or what ha, what mo- some people might say try or have accomplished in this, that if they can't appreciate it, um, I think they're probably very closed-minded musically wise because I think everyone kind of listen. No one just listens to one particular genre of music. There's always subgenres. There's always different influences. And I think that's what kind of comes through in this is that you have to. Well, it, there's something for everybody here. So if you are, ju- if you're just a metal guy and only listen to metal, yes, you like Abercadaver. You might like Spooky Sex Dragons, Spectacular. You might like Humanimals, but the rest of it might not be for you. Well, that's just how it goes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes, and it's just like yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I, I am very aware of the fact that. <coughs> That 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 uh, unless you share the exact same taste in music, you won't like all the albums equally as I do. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, unless you share the exact same you know taste in music, mm. yeah. you know, because I mean, for me, Everything they're all equal. Yeah. You know, you know. So that's that's how it goes. So so um, some journalists asked me that what are the genres that that that, that you could never ever touch. I was like, well, rap and hip hop, that because that is like, well, I think everybody knows my opinion about that shit, you know. So I mean, that could never ever happen because I I I, I can't appreciate that. Yeah, I don't, exactly. you know. But then then uh, one journalist was really surprised when I said black metal or death metal. I cannot touch. I'm and so why? Because I don't understand what I'm hearing. I do not understand what I'm hearing. That's the problem of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm I'm kicking myself in the head that why can't I understand that music? I just can't. I, I just don't it know what I'm means. hearing. I just I don't understand what I'm hearing. Mm. And now I was educated enough actually after watching this Norwegian great fucking four part documentary about Norwegian black and death metal, the the history of Norwegian black and death metal, yes. um, the story of mayhem and all that stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was such an interesting documentary for me. Uh, the problem was that even though they tried to explain to a normal viewer like me, you know, you know what is the difference between black and death metal and all the all the what are the elements that are important in that music. Um, 
now I know what's the difference between black and death. Before watching that documentary, I had no idea. But still, uh, okay, now I know. Black metal is slower. Death metal is faster. Death metal is technical. Black metal is almost like it has to be like amateurish, yes, you know, yeah. you know, badly played, you know, punk style, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But in the end, uh, when the band really kicks in in any any when it, when it's really good black metal or really good death metal, to me it's the same as a truck would just like drive over me. I, I just don't hear anything. Even if you gear or something like that. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah I don't. And, and, and like, like with, um, with Children of Bottom, it was always really strange because it was really melodic stuff. Yes, yeah. And, and I could understand it before the drums go to blast beat, you yeah, know, yeah. before they, before the drums go to blast beat, I understand what I hear. Yeah, I hear the melodies. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Alex Leiher, you know, rest in peace, you know, opens his mouth. Wah, 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 wah. I was like, okay, now he ruined it. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I, it's like, I, I, I just don't get it. And then after saying that for many people, you know, and it's not only Children of Bottom, but Children of Bottom for me sounded more melodic than the rest of them. Most yeah. of the it's other bands, the keyboards, you know, yeah. for most yeah. of it. Then, but, but then, like, when I said that, I, I cannot, I, I cannot stand when the vocals are like, raw, 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 or, and then they're like, how can you say that? Because you're doing the same thing. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's an insult. I'm like, come on. I might be sounding rolling, but I, I grow melodies. I, I actually, you know, if you compare me to Lemmy or Rob Zombie or something, then I'm like, well, thank you, sir. Yes. But if you compare yeah. me to, to, to some fucking growling yeah. which has no note yeah. in that that that's an insult to me it's like i i oh. what the fuck are you talking about are you mm. deaf you know yeah oh, Anywho, but that's that's enough of that but but anyway anyway and i'm just 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 to wrap that black metal thing yeah. you know <laughs> that, that when people say that you know what are the other or somebody asked that you know what are these genres that you couldn't touch so i we couldn't touch or i couldn't touch black or death metal because i don't understand what i'm hearing mm. it doesn't matter how many good friends of mine have been trying to educate me on that i just don't understand what i'm hearing yeah. i just don't and 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 by the time the vocals kick in, I'm like, okay, I'm lost. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know. But the same thing with rap. I, I, yeah. I, I hear the beat, yes. But then I'm just waiting for the melody that never comes. You know. And it's like, okay. Mm. And it's like, yeah. But anywho, um, yeah. Okay. I forgot what I was saying. I'm no, just babbling out of my ass now. You answered it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess but then, kind of. But Okay, what are they? And the, the, this would scare the shit out of it. I mean, now now there's many diehard fans who will like like push stop on their listening, and they, then they will go outside and burn their lordy CDs there on the on a the, on the bonfire right now. Country. <laughs> I would love to love to do a fucking country album, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I, that's that a, I could not so, listen to that one. That, that would be Ooh. so fucking Ooh. weird to do a yeah, fucking country album. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, another another thing would be like a like a musical kind of, and I don't uh, like a musical. Let's kind of. swing, a big band, big band kind of, oh, you know, okay. swing yeah. kind of shit, but. Um, 
Yeah, kind of like one that, you did, like, uh, like, kind of like the Gigolo song you did, kind of like. That. No, 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 not in that direction. No, okay, no, no, right. not in that direction. I would, I would say more like, um, what, 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 what would be a good reference to say? Like, like, kind of like, um, fuck, um, like a musical. Okay, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I like Elton, like basically almost like like what you say, like Elton John. Yes. Yeah, okay. in the seventies, something like that. That would, that would, that would be so that much fun. Work. I don't think that would scare too many Lordy fans. That would work. Yeah, yeah. I, think, oh, the I, I think the country fucking would. I think that might. <laughs> <laughs> that might spook them a bit too much. Uh, yeah. I know it spooked me if I heard it. But it was happening, but. Yeah, <laughs> but I can, I can, I, I am, I am pretty sure that that's never gonna happen. No. But, but yeah. People can rest assured. <laughs> so, um, kind of moving then onto the heaviest, I think we'll probably hear Lordy if we also take into account the monarchy, it'll be Abercadaver. Um, and I know a lot of people, I know when I, because I was looking forward to this one, I guess, the most out of all the ones that came up. Um, but I was surprised, I actually preferred other albums compared to it. Um, but it's still awesome. It's still, all those references jump up. you got your Anthrax, your Metallica, Pantera. They all kind of jump off the page when you're listening to it. Testament. Testament as well on Abracadabra especially. And Anthrax to me was kind of more kind of a beast of both worlds. That's where I kind of heard that myself now. Um, so this album, obviously, you aren't a big thrash metal fan. Because um, I know from what you're talking. I am not. No. So I'm not. Did this no. one take a little bit more work to kind of delve into than the rest? After I cracked the code, it right. was really easy. Okay. After that, uh, it, it, yeah, it, the starting of this is, is was 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 a bit more difficult to to actually because for me, trash and speed metal of the late eighties, early nineties was something that I never listened to, but right. I heard it a lot because like all of my friends were listening to, you know, like all my friends who. Just a few years, you know, earlier, were with me in the hair metal movement or heavy metal movement, heavy metal of the '80s movement, like with you know who, whoever, like Scorpions or Dio or Kiss or Wasp or Twisted Sister, Iron Maiden. All of a sudden, they started digging these new bands who don't look like anything, yeah. and they didn't have a really good image. They look like the fans, mm. you know, and they, you know, then there was Metallica, Anthrax, and uh, Testament, and Megadeth, and, you know, and I didn't really get into that stuff in the late 80s. I really, I mean, I mean, I heard all of those albums numerous of times, more times than I, than I wanted to hear them at the time, because I, I was like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. And the only band that I was kind of like really digging at the time was Metallica, but only the first album, Kill Em All, because I bought it when it came out, you know. Uh, for some reason, I dig that, but I didn't like all those, like those albums that Metallica came up with, you know, biggest albums like Master of Puppets and, and, and Ride the Lightning. I didn't like those and Justice for All. I didn't like that. It wasn't until the Black album that I, okay, now I understand it again, you yeah. know. And, uh, and, um, but where most of my friends who were Metallica fans, oh no, they're sold out, uh, this is bullshit, I don't like it, Metallica anymore, it's bullshit, no, whatever. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was, I was, I was not a 
fan of that music, but I heard a lot of that music, and then I realized a little bit later on that I was really actually influenced by that music because I uh, then when Judas Priest came out came out with uh, Painkiller, that's when I cut into the to the kind of like like the harder stuff, like okay. Yeah. Then I found Machine Head, the first album, was like all right, mm -hmm. I dig this, and then Patera blew my fucking mind it's like yes this i understand this is powerful this is cool and then for a moment i was like like digging a lot of mesuga and, and bands like that you know in the in the early early 90s like really really when all of my friends who were speed and trash metal guys already moved on to grunge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's when i got into the yeah this is what I like, you know, you know, I, I just, I, I just needed to find my favorite bands of the yeah, genre, yeah. you know, basically, and a few years needed to go by. But then when I started writing these songs for this album, I was, I, I was actually listening to a lot of these like Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, uh, and a lot of Testament. I think Testament is absolutely the most underrated bands of, band mm -hmm. of, the, of, of, of that time because yeah. it was... I think it was the best of them all, you know, yeah. <clears throat> for me personally. Yeah. And then, you know, um, after I cracked the code, uh, which basically is to do when you are writing a riff or a melody or a chorus or whatever, verse or something, because everything is riff-based. Everything is riff-based. That's where it all... It, a death... I'm sorry, death. I mean, trash or speed metal song never starts with the vocal melody. Never, ever, never, ever. That's not the first thing you start with. Whereas in every other style, up, you know, on the... On the, on the on the Lordiversary up until this point, the, the first, the main thing is the vocal melody in the chorus or somewhere else. You know, that's where you start with. That is the most important thing. If you don't have a good vocal melody, you have nothing, you know. And here you come to the genre where the vocal melody actually doesn't, it, it isn't that important. It's the riffs and, the, and how the riffs are making you feel. It's like, it's, it's, it's more about that. And it's like, and then when I realized that you have to do everything, you have to write every single riff completely the opposite, completely the opposite what you would write a song on the Humanimals, on the AOR hair metal, yeah. for example. It has to be completely the opposite. I mean, you have to change the notes when you write a riff, whatever, and and you would have a certain kind of scale there uh, in uh, in um, let's say in the in the hair metal genre hmm. or or in that or, or or there. You would have to move each and every one of those notes half step down or half step up. So you are like actually making it sound like pretty off key or something. Okay. And there you go. And that's how you do it. It's like, okay, so basically it's all blue scale, like, like yeah. mm, blue scale stuff. But then you have to add those uh, uh, little notes that, 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 that are off from the scale. And that's how you write a speed middle, trash middle, you know, stuff. And that's, that's, and when I started to, you know, check out the actual riffs that, okay, how is this, this riff go? How does that riff go? And as I was like uh, learning those riffs on guitar, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So I proved my point. So these guys at the time, young guys were, were really trying their hardest not to do anything, writing anything, uh, that would be in any way similar to those big hair metal fucking posers, you know, and and that's 
when I just realized, okay, whatever feels natural for me to write, I just have to, you know, change it a little bit, half a note there, half a note down, to make it sound like off key and wrong. And there you go. There you have the speed or trash metal genre. And that's how simple it was, actually. That it was like, okay, now I got, I cracked the fucking code, I cracked the formula. That's how it is. That's how you write. And then when I <laughs> started like playing that, and I. And I did like like the first few songs, and I and I just sent them to my friend Peteriski, yeah. uh, who my pe- people might remember from the from our you know music videos in the past and Dark Force, mm. and he, because he was the biggest fucking speed metal trash metal fan in the in the late eighties, so I sent him few of those songs and they're like listen to the what do you think and he's like oh my god finally dude this is awesome yes yes <laughs> and I'm like okay i okay now i okay i i okay so i cracked the code okay uh, because he's the kind of guy that he would say that I don't really think it's no. I don't really. He would actually say if he yeah, would he like it. And, it. And then I then I played it to my cousin and his friend, who are also like really like metal guys, and, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is awesome! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this is good shit. All right, then I did, okay, okay, okay." Because it sounded to me like it is the real shit, but I wasn't really sure. But then when I got the confirmation from the okay, and even Jan said that yeah, yeah, it sounds like that, and you know, and <coughs> yeah, and, and the funny, <clears throat> and um, yeah, of course, it's, yeah, yeah, and there's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funnily enough, in this album, there's like more co-writes that I used yeah. some riffs from the other members, like for example, from Amen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which were actually uh, that that were actually riffs that he wrote for collection or or around you know before recording collection and those were just unused riffs and I then I realized that oh my god they actually they fit into this whole untuned kind of yeah. song yeah. and that's where they fit in and they fit perfectly like this untuned kind of tribute kind of thing there mm. and I'm like okay mm. and and while this album being the most far away from Amen's you know, world than you could ever have, <laughs> than yeah, yeah. you could ever go, yeah. you know. And he was like, okay, what am I going to fucking do with the solos on this one? And I said, well, uh, you just have to listen to some Slayer or Pantera mm. or Anthrax or Metallica. And if you want to go with the Kirk Hammett way, you just put Wawa and you just play blue scale. Yeah. And do a lot of so that's easy for you. I said, okay, okay. Or you just take the whammy bar and you just you know go carry all carry king on it and just do a lot of noise, a lot of noise and a lot of shredding, and that's that we go. And you don't really have to think about what the band is playing underneath because you know it doesn't really it's matter. Isolated thing, yeah. Mm. yeah. And then. Yeah, so like, all right, there you go, there you go. And that he, he was like really unsecure, insecure with that. Like, I, I don't know if this is if this is good or not. Like, yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> that's how it sounds like. That's how it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the style. But he was really like, I, I, I don't know. I, you know. But funnily enough, again, uh, when, when, when Mana um, was afraid of two albums more than any you know playing two of these albums out of seven he was afraid of 
Abracadaver, and he was afraid of Masterpiece from the Moon to play those albums. He thought that he would be in his comfort zone on 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 uh, on the amusement park and on Humanimals. He thought that those would be the easy, you know, easy sailing thing. He knows I know my shit. That's what he thought. <laughs> it was so weird that the the most you know, joy that he had playing was Opera Cadaver and Master Beast. Yeah. And then the hardest ones were him, the easiest ones, the in his own home territory, the fucking amusement park and, and Humanimal. So that was like, I don't know how your fucking brain works. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know if he told you that. But no, that's, he was that's telling what, me, he told me that Master Beast was his favorite to do because he had to figure out different and unique ways to fill it. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, Jesus, he wouldn't have thought that. He wouldn't have thought that. He never said that he found it harder to go and then go back and do the other, the more lordy based ones. But um, cool. And so we move now on to the final uh, album that people will listen to. So spooky, sextravaganza, spectacular. And this is obviously rooted in the kind of white zombie, Rob Zombie kind of era, yeah. early lordy kind yeah. of sound to it. So, um, um, this one's kind of would this one have been the least amount of kind of work based on what you've previously yeah, done with the demos this was, I guess. This was easy yeah. because this is because I was there you know in Lordy sounded like this in 1995 yeah, and that's why yeah. it closes the circle and, and for a short time I was thinking that should I mix fiction meaning this fictional timeline mm. with reality and should we re-record the song Inferno for this because it came out in 95 and it would fit yeah. on the album perfectly but then I decided not to okay. because Inferno is a crappy song so that's why I chose not to because I ladies a crappy song come on it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crappy artsy farty piece of shit but whatever you know so so I, but i you know there were talks about it but, but it, it, it doesn't mean because i mean out of all people it's actually it's been aiming who like on the past few tours or before the tours he said should we should we play inferno <laughs> like, and it's been in the talks so so maybe one day we will play inferno okay. and, you know practice that okay. it would be so much fun but, but anyway so so i was thinking because that would because i mean and I and, and and for this album, I didn't have to go and listen to Clawfinger. I didn't have to go listen to Rob Zombie. I didn't have to go listen to all the, like like um, like uh, Shotgun Messiah, for example. That yes. was a big, huge, yeah. huge fucking influence to me at the time. Uh, I didn't have to because I, all I had to do was listening to the original Lordy demos, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, on the, from the early '90s. So I got into the more. So it was easy. It was like, okay, this is. I know my shit because this is what I did at that time. So, so yeah. So that that was that was easy. Of course, you know, I added some Depeche Mode there too. Uh, I, I kind of like widened the, the whole spectrum on that album. That there's a little bit of Depeche Mode there here and there. Maybe one song or two songs. There's a little bit of Nine Inch Nails there. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much what it is. It's, it's like Lordy actually sounded in '95, pretty much more or less. Okay. Uh, and then um, the the thing that I'm most proud of on this album is the are those little clippets between the songs. Uh, there are this movie 
tributes in between the songs that are <laughs> like glued to each other and they just like go from one song to another like rob zombie does on yes. you know yeah. on most of his records because yeah. that is that is that that you don't get a breather in between you are just like you put the album on and it will go you know all the way till the end you know without without stopping mm. And and these movie clips I'm proud of because uh, uh, I I recorded and mixed them at home and they are as they are on the album. So I that's all my work. Of course, there's uh, uh, there's Hella and then there's Dylan Prota who are doing doing the voices there. Yeah. Uh, most of them. But if you can find, for example, the 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 Nightmare on Elm Street tribute there. Listen to the Freddy laughter in the background. So that was a thing where Dylan couldn't provide, and I was like, "Huh? How can you not? Because you can do Kermit, and you can do you can do Bruce Campbell, and you can do Pinhead. I mean, Doug Bradley, and you can do you can do ET, and you can do all these different voices. But how come you cannot do Freddy?" And then I tried it myself. So I fucking nailed it. If you listen to that <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street clip it there and you hear the Freddy laughter, that's me. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I never knew that I could do Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy laughter. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So so I'm so proud of all these little movie clippets and you know this predator with <laughs> and, and of course like most of those silly stupid fucking ass you know you know uh dialogues there uh are, are, are done by dylan they are written by dylan because they're so dirty and so in so bad taste that you that it makes me laugh and make makes tears in my eyes because it's like really really bad humor you know to the maximum there like and like especially et when, when, when there's a little kid saying that, 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 that first there's E.T. saying that, that <laughs> I don't know, what, what, what is he saying? He says, like, 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 Lordy, go home. And then, and then there's a the little kid saying, and then they'll come. And then E.T. says, on your face. <laughs> 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 it's different, but that's all Dylan. It's like, oh my god, that is craziness. That is that is fucking funny, and it's just it's just, it's just like just such a silly, stupid humor. But it makes me laugh yeah. because it's so bad that it's <laughs> that is brilliant, you know. But I'm not gonna be blamed for that. That's all Dylan, so yeah. everybody can you know you know spam him about that. Yeah. <laughs> this time it was not me. It was not even Tracy. It was Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, what do you hope everyone takes away from this whole album experience, from all of the Lordy albums on Lordy? What do you hope they take away from it? I don't know. I, I, um, honestly, I would, I would wish that people would hear it with you know what with listen to it with open minds yeah and what i mean that, that that they would they would they would that they would they would judge it in a way that okay understanding what we were trying to achieve and also understanding that we fucking nailed it what we were trying to achieve yeah. that that um and, and and on 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 all of the albums, but on on some of the albums more than the others. You know, I mean, I mean, the the 
to try to create uh, a fictional back catalog that would actually sound album by album different and, and as if they were written also with lyrics that they would written in different styles uh, musically, sonically, sound wise uh, arrangement wise that you know that, that people would appreciate and understand the the well, you know, I, of course. Now, now I'm just uh, now I'm just like begging for compliments here, actually, because the only thing that in the end matters yeah. is that are you entertained or not, you know. Yeah, and I, like I said, you know, you know, I hope that people will be entertained. If not all with, if if not through all seven albums, but at least like maybe there's an one album or two albums that you know that would you know suit them and you know make them you know entertained, you know. Yeah. Because the, the, the weirdest thing is that even though Humanimals and, and, and Superfly Trap are closest to my heart on this, I'm musically, you know, on these albums, yeah. the one that I've been listening to the most is surprisingly Abracadaver. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is the one that I've been playing the most. I mean, uh, for some reason, it's just like... It, it's just like uh, because it took the most amount of work for you. I don't know. I don't know why is it, but it just for some reason it's it's just like like uh, because of course you know I've had these albums already since uh, you know mixed and mastered already since the end of May. Yeah. And uh, I'm the kind of guy that that I will I I do listen to a lot of Lori. I mean I mean uh, because it's my favorite band and you know <laughs> so so it's kind of like do it yourself. So it's like 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 kind of like you make you know the food you make at home. Well, you know, better. it's better than, yes. than the one you, that you, you know, take home you know, from a restaurant. So, yeah. so you have to do it yourself to be enjoying it. So mm. that's how I feel. So, but, but it's for some reason, I got to tell you that, that since May, I, I, the, most, the album that I've been listening to the most is, is Abracadaver. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why, but mm. it just is that when I'm in my car and I'm like, like popping on, mm, which one? Mm, Oh, I'm whatever. Yeah, I feel like that. And then it's like there again, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, for some reason, I don't know. I don't know why, yeah. but it's but it is like that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I guess for us, kind of nearing towards um, kind of the end um, of our talk, like um, I think it's probably fit that we talk about the music video that's coming out next. Yes, I was just about to say that. Though. Yeah. Um, so we have Borderline coming out, what will be this Friday, it'll be a month, but by the time people hear this interview it'll be a month ago that they'd have seen it, but yeah. that video is the first one to be entirely directed by yourself and this was obviously the intention yeah. from all of the experiences from the past, especially I guess yeah. how disappointed yes. you were with a dug and a hole yes. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And from obviously having seen it there about a couple of hours ago now from yourself, we have the obviously Evil Dead references with the um, yeah, yes, the Deadites. That's it. That's the word. And yeah. kind of thriller elements to it. I would say, kind of in the realization of everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think most notably for long diehard Lordy fans, Pederisky's style is evident in it through what you've kind of those old school lordy kind of music videos each monster is revealed time one after the other they're all doing something and then they all come out to kill everybody so it's yeah. kind of that intention so how did this whole 
situation go for you? Because obviously you're performing in it, but also directing it. So were those separately? And how did you enjoy the whole process? Oh, I enjoyed it. Well, the last Lordy video I directed was the first Lordy video. It's Inferno. After that, I I was in the biz. You know, I was, I was, you know, as many people might know that I was, I was Mm. doing music videos, I was doing commercials and I was doing, uh, especially before we got the record deal and even after that I was drawing storyboards for, for Finnish film and TV and, 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 you know, commercials and music videos and shit like that. For years and years and years and, and so I, I'm no stranger to the, to that world but i've been away for a long time and 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 uh um, i as a child i had two i had two you know um wishes that when i when i grow up what i want to be i want to be either a horror video director i mean horror movie director or a rock star so well i've been a rock star well, at least a rock dude for 20 years now, uh, and 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 uh, I've been away from my other home for more than 20 years now, and the thing is that that uh, of course Pete and me we shared a similar mind because we grew up together making our own home videos and our own movies and shit like that, you know, for years. You know, you know, all teenage years and and stuff. We went to film school together and everything, and then he started, you know, directing our you know music videos, the first Lordy videos, up until up until um, um, I mean the very last video of of, of the Aracalypse, so the first four albums, no three albums, yeah. he did all the music videos for, and then happened the the whole. Uh, uh, Bank crisis globally and record labels, you know, financial crash and digitality that was crashing the budgets of the music videos. Everything happened at the same time. So all these uh, old school video directors, music video directors like Pete and, and many others, they just, you know, they they had to get out of the business because there was no more budget to shoot on film. You know, and that's when that's when the quality of music videos dropped dramatically all of a sudden because you jumped from film to video and the budgets came down like like uh, uh i think for us it's the cra- craziest fucking crop because i think the 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 second version of hard rock hallelujah cost like a oh, fucking million euros oh, or close geez. to million euros the one that is breaking you know the ice ice is exploding yes, and all yeah, that yeah, shit you know yeah. even though it wasn't directed by pete but you know basically mm. that's yeah. where you come from and then you then you jump ahead like year and a half and you do the video for bite it like a bulldog and the, the budget was nine thousand euros oh which God. was which yeah. was less yeah. than anything before because i mean uh that that just tells you how much the 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 times changed in such a short period of time with mm. a lot of things combined uh, and, and remember that we we still had the the we had the fucking Eurovision album under our belt at that mm, time. Yeah. So, so it wasn't about that, 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 that the record label wouldn't have believed in us at the moment. It was just a thing that, that the music videos just became, all of a sudden it became, they became impossible for record labels uh, to finance because they couldn't get their money back anymore all of a sudden, you know? And, and so all the old guys go, go out like Pete, and then there are these new guys or whatever and doing on video and, and, and 
you know, and video by video, they get worse. And I have been, because I was so proud for years that our music videos are the fucking best music videos, you know, done in Finland or, you know, you know, they, they were so cool all the time and then the dramatic drop in 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 the style and in the in the in the in the quality mm. and then years go by we always do a video or two for for every album and every single time i get so fucking disappointed i come up with the idea i talk with new guys I talk with new directors, you know, I have the ideas and, 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 and latest at the, at the, at the, at the, when I get the final edit to, you know, when it's shown to me, I am disappointed. I'm like, oh no, no, it cannot be like this. What the fuck happened to, there, there, there was supposed to be this and there was supposed to be, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't like that idea and I, I like this much better. I was like, yeah, and kind of like same thing with the producing thing. Um, like like with the with with the collection and, and law diversity you cannot really have a second opinion there it, it wouldn't have worked you no, know yes. so same here with the music videos it's like 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 when you hire somebody to direct your music video you are also hiring an outside opinion hmm. and that's when you if you have a really strong vision as i tend to have like with everything that that's somehow connected to the law world and especially when you are like in my in my home territory, which is videos and movies, you know, it is such a big disappointment. Then hearing the comments when fans are disappointed, saying that, oh, why, oh, I don't like this video, I don't like that. And, and you are trying to do your best and you're trying to fight against the windmills, so to speak, because I mean, it just, you know, keeps getting worse and worse. And it's like, oh my God. And of course, the culmination point of all this was the I dug a hole in the yard for you, which was which, which was like, a, you know, the whole shooting of it and the, especially the editing of it. It was just a disaster. And that's when I called, uh, I called our manager and I, and I said that, you know, no matter what, whenever we are going to do a next music video for the next record, whatever, whenever that's going to be, I'm going to be directing it. So we'll just have to find time in the calendar that I will do it. I will direct it. And then uh, when we did the Scream stream, um, uh, uh, I got to know these guys from Saha Productions in, yeah. in, 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 in Finland. And, and those were really nice guys. And okay, so I was thinking that this has to be done in a way that I would hire you know, the technical crew because my technical knowledge actually is, you know, traded 25 years ago. Yeah. Remember, it was not digital. I come from actual tapes yeah. and film, yeah. you know. So so I have to have that, but the vision doesn't go anywhere. And, oh, and, and, the, and the basic rules and laws of, of, of moving picture, it doesn't change, you know. Mm. So... <clears throat> So, and I, I did actually call Pete a few times and I talked with him that could she give me points? Well, you also, all you need is a good, good film photographer, basically. I said, yeah, I know, but la 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 But then I asked the Saha guys and they, they showed me their, they only had done mu two music videos at the time. And the other one was shitty, but the other one was, you know, promising. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, um, and I said, okay, well, we'll see, we'll see. And then after the first day of shooting, we actually shot that uh, three days for that. We, we shot out, outside um, 
in Kirkonummi at the Tivoli Sarjola, which is like a fun fair or yeah. what do you call it, like amusement park. Yeah. We shot the outdoor shots there, and then of course, you know, oh, I, I was I was directing in my full gear and costume and you know <laughs> contact lenses. So the so the so the monitor for me to look at had to be really big because you know I had my contact lenses on. So you yeah. know, but. I realized and everybody realized that, okay, this is the way to go. This is how it should be, you know. And I felt like coming back home, you know, directing, like after so many years in that field, I was like, okay, finally I call the shots and I tell what looks good and what's not. And uh, and I was so touched uh, when Hella said uh, in the band's WhatsApp group after that, you know, well, yeah, now everything looks cool and now, 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 you know, you know, we're gonna have the fucking you know best music video of Lordy like in a long time, and yes. and uh, with with Lordy directing, it's like just like it. Everything is like luxe and deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I I was really like, yeah, that that sounds. Yeah. You know, and then thematically flows then because it's all connected because it comes from what, the source of everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then we had two extra days um, shooting, and, and uh, well, actually, the, like the main days, we shot at Kerava in the, at the when they when they, you know, when they put up the whole uh, ghost train in their warehouse or their, you know, what do you call it, like their, you know, home base after their uh, summer tour was over. I mean, the 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 the, the first. Tivoli uh, Sarela's summer tour was over. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's a touring, you know, fair. Okay, yeah. you know? So, okay. so, uh, and then we lorified it. So we made it, we made it into a lorry ghost train. And, uh, and I'm happy to say that, that, that next summer, if you're in Finland, you can go into the lorry ghost train whenever, Whenever, wherever you find Tivoli Sariola, so it's gonna be there. It's gonna be the whole lorry right there. Mm-hmm. But while well, that being said, not not what you see inside Thanks. the video, all that stuff with yeah. the dentists and all that shit, that's not gonna be in there. But me and Chess Psycho, we're gonna be doing doing the insides too. You know, we're gonna be doing something okay. special there. But but I mean, what you see in the video outside, that's how it's gonna be look like. You know, yeah. that's how it looks like. But also the insides are gonna be designed by me and Chess Psycho, and we will do that. Okay. 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 You know, and um, and yeah. So I'm I'm really happy with the outcome, and I I, I, I jokingly, or half jokingly, or not even joking, I said earlier today that I said that that you know if there's any Lordy fan now who will complain about this video, and I will fucking come to their house and you know kick the fucking shit out of them, and I will take all their records and t-shirts and like, fuck off, you know because I mean because <laughs> like 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 um. Because I honestly, and I, I don't know if I'm just stupid, but I think that this is the, this is this is the way to do it. I mean, now it's violent and it's it has horror and it has the it has the movie feel to it mm. and it has and it looks good mm. and yeah. And there was nobody telling me what you know you what you can have in the video. Yes, yes. So yeah. there's there's everything in the video that that we want. But of course, me and Chess Psycho, we were like, fuck, we should have. Done more gore, I said yes, but next time we will. Yeah. Next time we will do more gore, you know, because that's what we would. 
love to do but 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 basically if you think about it like like two persons making all the sfx the other one also directing yes <laughs> and also performing yeah. and just psycho is also there in two 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 scenes two parts yeah. there in the in the video so 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 yeah so give us a break come on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. So to kind of wrap up, man, um, I asked fans for questions. So these are five very quick questions that you can answer Mm -hmm. for us. So the first favorite color. Sorry. Favorite color. No, not that simple. Oh, okay. Um, so the (laughs) first blue, by the way. (laughs) So uh, the first one is from Jay Samalisto, and he wants to know: Do you have a favorite artwork or design that you've created for Lordy through the years? album cover is pretty cool okay. I mean that's like technically the best best you know paintwork that I've done probably yeah mm, I like Babes for Breakfast cover too a lot uh, my least favorite probably you know uh, probably the fans would agree is the Monsteriophonic because that 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 didn't come out at all the way that I planned and I had to change my uh, uh, original idea in the you know on the go when I realized that yeah. okay it's not it's not gonna work okay. uh, because I I, you, I I had like those two sides I, I I was supposed to have like 10 faces there nice. which are the two sides but then I realized that if you add 10 faces on a square it's gonna be so much faces there that it, it's not gonna work and, yeah. and it didn't you know yeah. it only worked if you have the uh, the vinyl version of it. If you open it up, yeah, then it, then it works. Yeah, when exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next one, next one comes from uh, Tatwinik Kratoya, and um, they want to know: Are you thinking of recording a duet song with Gene Simmons? Oh, I am thinking of that. Yes, I am thinking of that. But but, but, the, but the sad thing is that Gene Simmons isn't thinking about that no. at all. <laughs> thinking about it yes every every night i cry myself to sleep i'm thinking about that yeah i mean actually one of my one of my you know my biggest fantasies would be to write with gene right okay Mm. also with paul and also with desmond child but but that would be one of my biggest dreams to sit down with gene simmons and write a song. song yeah Okay. I'm just waiting that maybe when 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 the whole you know when when Kiss wraps it up, maybe he then time. he'll find yeah. some time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So next question comes from Shadowstone, and they want to know why you renamed all the albums from collection that now feature in Lord of Versity. Oh, good question. Good question, and and also you know made the different album covers. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that was because. Um, and that was because when we did the collection, uh, it was a little tribute, you know, and a, and a funny joke inside the booklet. Okay. Now, when they come out as real, then it, it, it's like, it's like it, the joke has gotten a bit too old and it gets a little bit too big and the, and the people would not understand the tribute. They would, uh, they would see it as a parody. So I, I, and, and, and I, even though we checked that, 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 that even though there are these like uh, they are tributes, but the people would think that they are parodies of these album covers and the album, you know, okay, album so titles. Can, yeah, I guess. So, so I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be, you know, serious about this. Yeah, so that's, that's why when yeah. you see the, the when you when you buy the actual albums, mm-hmm. you will see that inside the booklet there is the 
the original cover and it, it just says that that um, uh, the alternate cover and title on the collection timeline okay. so that's how it you know yeah. that's there but that, that was a, that was the decision I, I i i made very early on that okay the, because it's not cool to have a album called whatever yeah. you know i don't i don't yeah. you know uh, uh 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 what is it um and then have that then have a clear acdc yeah. reference there on the yes. cover it's like yeah. come on that's that's quite lame yeah. that's quite lame yeah. Yeah. so next uh, question comes from diddle 666 and they want to know which costume was your favorite to create and which was the most challenging of all the lorry costumes i think so yes i think yeah oh, and, and meaning like all the lorry members or mm -hmm. just me yeah of everyone included yeah okay so i would i would say my favorite your character look is Eamon from Dead Egg. Okay. I, I mean, at, at least his mask. I, yeah, I yeah. think he's, the, you know, he's, he's, he's my favorite. But then, my current costume and the one on 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 the kill uh, on the on the sexism, those are my favorite Lori costumes, actually. Yeah. I mean, really, mm. and maybe even that the, the sexism costume is even better than the current one even though i love this new one a lot uh from all the other it's kind of hard to combine i mean it's hard to compare because if you think about that that, that like 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 hella is sexy how do you compare the sexiest hella costume which was i think on sexism actually or now how do you compare that to let's say enary or or yeah, they're or totally different. Our, yeah, how do how do you how do you compare that? I, yeah. I mean, you cannot really. It's yeah. it's like it's unfair and it's impossible. You cannot really compare. Yeah. Um, but the, um, but that, 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 that just tells me because I mean that tells you the thing that because my favorite character of Lori is Lori, Mister Lori, and uh, yeah. you know so that's why I like my costume exactly. the better because yeah. I yeah that's how it goes yeah. and I always you know try to I I, I kind of like like keep the best ideas for myself mm. even though those those ideas wouldn't even you know you work couldn't put these kind of big yeah, yeah work yeah. on other characters at yeah. all you know you couldn't put these spikes and skulls on Eamon or Mana for example you yeah, couldn't yeah, they, they yeah. wouldn't work yeah. not to mention Hela you could you, you just couldn't um uh i'm really looking forward to the next uh next uh, evolution of easy mm -hmm. you know well, how is, uh, where where are we gonna go with that because yeah. i know that just psycho and i we have a lot of ideas already where, where to go with easy because it's always when you, when you start and then the next one is like all right now we know what we're gonna do yeah. and so so like that uh, the challenges have been there's there's been a few and there's there's just maybe maybe to mm, is it to be or not to be no 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 i think it's uh is it careforce what no it, it, i'm thinking which one oh is it monster Reophonic aiming is the worst that is you know that that didn't work uh that's one of the worst you know i think um uh, he became really sad <laughs> on that on, on that on that time and uh yeah and and then there's some this unfortunate thing that that um that two times a character's best costume has been his last so i think kita's best costume is actually the the bed for breakfast look yeah. and then then the same thing with ox his best costume was the last one yeah. sex i think you know yeah. so it, it's it's like 
came to its like peak mm. and then the guy yes, you know okay. goes out for some reason or another and right. yeah okay. mm-hmm. so final question then comes from Joe Pedro Rodriguez and he wants to know will we ever hear the 90s Lordy's demos yes okay. we will and if this corona wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. you would be listening to them next year okay. the idea was to release all the fucking demos there's a box and there's like fucking hundreds of songs yeah. to have to have that to have that released as a you know uh, 30th slash 20th you know mm-hmm. anniversary in 2020 uh, 2022 yes that was the whole that was the original idea and already spoken with with the label and everything but then corona happened and then this law diversity happened and of course we're not going to be doing that next year so let's i don't know another anniversary year but yeah yeah yeah, we will hear them yeah 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 we will hear them well 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 you've made it to the other side of this interview and i really hope you were enlightened by mr lordy's interview there and now know everything or well more anyway about the masterpieces that are lordiversity and that's it that was the final episode of Monsters of Rock the Lordy Story. We've covered all 17 albums, all of the original demos, the two movies, that shitty documentary, and everything else the band has released over nearly 30 years of existing as a concept and 20 years as a recording band. And whoa! <laughs> now looking back, um, I really am hopeful that you enjoyed the journey through Lordy's insane history and in the future, uh, you will see more Lordy-based content coming up and hopefully we'll update this show with new interviews when the next album's release, whenever that is. But we'll see what happens. But anyway, True Metal Podcast and I, Matthew Kessie, will be moving on to our newest project in the new year so keep an eye out for that on our social media channels and until then i just want to say a big thank you to you all to the band to everyone who has supported this podcast and for sharing your love for it and for just enjoying it because that's what it's there for it's to enjoy it's for people to feel like they can learn more about a band that is truly unique that really is the best band in the world and I'm not joking no band really does what Lordy does so yeah I just hope you enjoyed this and that's all if you ever see me at a Lordy gig the beers are on you (laughs) I'm only joking the beers are on me of course but uh, until then I hope to see you all hopefully in the springtime at the concerts I will be probably at the Cardiff gig in Wales um, with Sabaton so if I see you there give me a holler and yeah enjoy Lordiversity enjoy Lordy keep yourself safe and I will hopefully see you all in the near future and you will hopefully hear from me very soon in the new year as well so thank you and may the Lordy be with you